All right. Let's get ready to rumble. All right. I won't all be yelling, I promise. Uh, Hey, Internet. I think this is the button. Wow. That is not aimed properly. Um, So, hi, Internet. My name is... It's because I moved my camera. There we go. My name is Todd, and uh, we're going to be playing some Dungeons & Dragons tonight. I'm super excited. It's going to be a, an exciting game. Uh, for those who haven't joined us before, uh, we are in a homebrew D&D campaign. We're on episode 26 or so, and uh, that is... Uh, it's called Strange Acquaintances is our, uh, is our thing. I'm getting a bit of an echo from somebody. I'm not sure... So anyway, ours is called Strange Acquaintances, and it's a ragtag crew, you know, the usual. Um, so we're going to be diving in, meeting all the players, all the characters. Uh, tonight, by the way, we are streaming out live on Twitch, YouTube, and for the very first time, out on Instagram. So no matter how you're joining us, welcome. Thank you very much. And as always, we are podcasting as well, not live, but after the fact, out uh, on all the podcast places. So you can go check us out on iTunes, Spotify, all the stuff. Um, so yeah, if you like it, please don't forget to hit the button to like, subscribe, follow, etc. And you can track along with all our ongoing live games. And if you happen to be here legitimately live, Twitch or YouTube, you can message us and we will and spend some plot points and we'll try to incorporate the chat into the game as best as we can. Uh, you can come up with suggestions for names, uh, monster ideas, uh, maybe you get a plot idea and you're like wait what if suddenly the trap door opens and it's actually the bugbear the whole time you know like they do anyway let's go meet the table oh and one last thing table hi guys and internet as you know i totally up last time uh on the audio for the second half of shadow runs i'm doing a backup so we got the backup. Hopefully that holds, and uh, that won't be a problem. Uh, sorry about that, Steve. Messed up the funeral. Anyway, so let's go meet the table. Uh, oh, apparently this is not working yet, so hold on one moment. <laughs> We're off to a great start. There it is. Hey, table. Welcome back. I believe... Mm-hmm. Now you're on. Go! Hello. Okay. So, um, <laughs> they're going to. Re- that was super enthusiastic, guys. I'm <laughs> Well, I think you've all put the thought of our impending deaths in our mind. Oh, I'm sorry. I did give them a heads up that things are going to get rough <laughs> just before the stream started, and I think they're they're processing a little bit. So we are going to. Um, now I'm counting on it. That's 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 what I'm here for. Well, I have disappointed you before, Darcy. Um, so. You always do. You're like, oh, it's going to be so bad. There's going to be a tarasque, and then it's like, actually, it's just a toe. It's, it's not a, actually. It was here. a tarasque nope. fingernail. It was just like the clipping. <laughs> do you have any idea what that would be One of these days, he is going to unload on you. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be you great. Are gonna, you are going to get up on something. You're like, oh, what happened? <laughs> no, I'm waiting for it, you know? Okay. I'll make well, a new character. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Darcy's it's always true, got true, somebody true. waiting in the, wi- in the wings, ready to roll. Um, so speaking of, let's uh, 
but meet still. the players, meet the characters that you're going to play. So just tell us your names, uh, your character names, uh, your what you're who you're playing, and any other relevant bits that you feel you want to include. So uh, let's start it off. You know what? Darcy was calling me on earlier, so Darcy gets to start us off. How's that sound? Sure, I'll start, and it'll be very confusing when you don't know who you've seen and haven't because I'm gonna. In the middle. Exactly. Uh, I'm Darcy. You can find me at twitch.tv slash DarcyBits or on YouTube at DarcyBits. Uh, I use they, them pronouns, and I'm playing Empty Wisdom, the human monk who is native to this location. Or I guess native sounds weird. That makes it seem like they're like Aboriginal. And that's... Anyway, that's I'm not what I'm here to discuss. The island. I'm from the island, and um, but hasn't really like gotten out to see the world, and that's what this is all about. That hasn't worked out so far. We're still here, but you know, yeah, you. you we've heard about a boat. That's that's, yeah, we heard about a boat. You it's thought about it. You thought long and hard about yeah. leaving the island, and then you turned around to go rescue a grandmother. If I remember correctly, that's true. Uh, that's true. So yeah. I guess we'll see how that all pans out in a, in a few minutes. Um, let's yeah. keep going around. This is how I'm going to, this is my DM hack. Ready? This is how we're going to keep it. Mm -hmm. The wheels on. I'm going around in a circle. So on my screen, that is Timely is next. Hello. So I'm playing Hilda Bumbraid, Dwarf Paladin. And as we all know, med school dropout, shame to her family, not once. Not twice, but maybe even thrice if she doesn't make it back from this adventure. With oh, strange acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Like, you get, I don't even know how your parents would find out, but they're just like, she tried it as an adventure. Everything she did. Anyway, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. We'll cross that bridge. Maybe. I hope we eventually do. That's like the most compelling story, like, like through line. It's true. I kind of want to find out, like, <laughs> yeah. how her parents this are sort of all of this. Slow drip feeding this this backstory. It's really good. <laughs> I'm here all for right. that. And you're playing it's just slow drip feeding. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you're the dwarf paladin who is in the thick of the fight right now, surrounded on all sides, as I remember correctly. All right, Steve, oh, yeah. tell us who you are Ooh. and what do you do. This is D and D, right? So I guess it's. The Goliath Rogue, Gex Techford, who um, I think is being, like, grade eight style pressured into dating grandma by the rest of the crew. You guys there... should just hook up. Um, yeah, and I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. Or didn't happen. He's he's not kissing and telling. No, he's, I he... feel like you're mostly being pressured by the GM. <laughs> I I don't know what you're talking about. I just I just want him to get a little get a little love in his life. Poor Gex, running from port to port. Well, you know, like he he started out this whole thing getting into being an adventurer. Maybe maybe this is just how he gets out of it. Like he uh, grabs Grandma in the middle of a firefight and just decides to run off in the sunset with her. It's, like, it's true. You literally bamfed in, rescued her. Grabbed her, turned invisible, which we I'll hand wave that a little bit because I mean, technically, grandma is luggage at this point, all right? So I'm, <laughs> like I'm just saying, um, to get around the rules, that's what we're doing. Yeah, I've, I've got it. I've got, I'm gonna just sabotage your whole plan. If she's luggage, we're flying Air Canada, that's it, we're just gonna be lost. Oh, no, no ever find us again. you will never Problem come problem. back again. Yeah, 
I yeah, don't, don't get grandma me. again. She'll be off somewhere else. From a rule standpoint, I do believe that invisibility was upcast so that it could target both Gex and Yeah. And we her. realized so that was gonna it, be this is not this is not a hand wave. That's uh it's an upcast. That's and you an upcast it? I don't think he did actually. You know but we'll but, say but, he uh, did. We'll just because <laughs> All right, uh, let's keep going around the horn. I believe next would be Matt. Uh, let me just find you there, Matt. Oh, you don't have a camera, that's why. But uh, that's okay. Who needs no camera? Tell us about yourself there, Matt. Camera will be on a little bit. I am uh, I am playing Balin Iron Eater, a traditional dwarven craftsman. Uh, he's, uh, he's out on an adventure looking for... Uh, Lost dwarven lore, rare materials that are valued to his to his people. Um, uh, he's uh, one of the first generations to leave the halls of uh, oh, what's it called? The the ancient dwarven realm that uh, that Clan Iron Eater has been trying to restore. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's that's me. Awesome. And uh, just as a quick uh, little homage, I believe it was so fun when you joined us. You joined us as uh, regurgitation from the. Uh, from the worm uh, on the yes, island. Yes, that's that's right. I should include that. I'm uh, I've joined the party because I've sworn a uh, a life debt to them for them uh, rescuing me from the belly of a purple worm. Absolutely, and <laughs> struck up good friendships along the way, including Lesrin, the the lizard folk person who you are all trying to escort to a different city off the island. Uh, quick side note: empty wisdom and and Balin, anybody who spent enough time on the island, that giant purple worm that attacked the party. They weren't native to that area. Uh, they didn't. Uh, they don't usually live in the swamps. They they have been reported on the island, usually uh, further north. But you guys encountered it uh, down in the swamp, which was a bit strange. But hey, it's dead now. So why would you ever question anything? Oh, purple. Worm. I think we did discover purple. it was being mind controlled. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right. So coming up next, let's hear uh, from Bella. Are you with us, Bella? I am. Can and you hear me? I can. And who are you? Good. And what do you do? <laughs> who am I and what do I do? Uh, I am Isold and I am a uh, blood hunter and I pretty much, what do I do? I follow Gex wherever he goes and let him get me in trouble. Hey, that is a, that should be a t-shirt. Really? I mean, yeah. that's amazing. I love it. Okay. Those, thank you very much. Pretty niche. Uh, pretty niche. It there. is. Now, normally, yeah. uh, normally you, you've been with this for a while. Uh, you're Blood Hunter, and you are, uh, I always forget, are you the half elf or the half elf? I believe I'm the half elf. Uh, okay. Cool. The faster. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, these are the important questions we ask here. At, uh, no, I yeah, I, I think we had this really long in-depth conversation about it one time, and we landed on that. I think. Fair, fair enough. All right. Um, now, normally in the circle, that would be me. I'm the DM, uh, and everyone else. And I, NPCs of note, uh, Jimmy, who used to be played by my good buddy Jay, who couldn't join us anymore, but we'll get him in another game some other day. Um, but uh, for now, I'm going to be in charge of Jimmy and Lesrin. So let's not forget about Lesrin, uh, the lizard folk guy you're supposed to be escorting. So that's enough out of me. Let's go over and talk to Donnie. Donnie, who are... Well, wait, I've got a button for this. Hold on. Who is your daddy? 
And what does he do? Wait, no. Forget about your daddy. Who who is who is Donnie? Or, or playing, I should say. I'm playing Ashina. She is a druid. Asimir. And she's in the thick of things at the minute. Yeah, if I remember got, correctly, uh, they did send you in as bait. Yeah, well, I wasn't really so much bait as much as I was trying to talk my way into the party and say, like, hey, I'm lost. Help me out here. That's and right. So you walked up to the ambush fire pit and said hi. Uh, and they did yeah. not. Unfortunately, they were ready and waiting for some reason. So, all right. And uh, Ashina is a druid, and you've got your little fairy dragon tucked up, uh, familiar, ready to roll. Rainbow. Yeah, Rainbow, right. yes. And that brings us round the table. Almost. Not quite done yet. Uh, we got two more. Let's go meet Gordon. Actually, yeah, yeah, we'll meet Gordon and we'll come back. Hi, Gordon. Hey. hey. I'm Gordon. I am playing Talithar. He is a half-elf. Paladin of Conquest. He is very much kind of finds himself brought into this group, but mainly because of the mission. The mission to take Western back home. And he's very good at kicking ass and drinking ale. Nice. And he is all out of ale. <laughs> well, that's good, because you're called to do the other thing right now. Actually, um, and we'll bring you up to speed in a second, the party did split last game, uh, and... It was some of the party went just a, on the one path and the other party went the other path. Uh, the group ambush was going after the grandmother and the group uh, get to the get to the ship. I guess it was get to the ship. Get to the chopper! No, get to the ship. Uh, and that was uh, Jimmy and Lesrin, Balin and Talithar all went off to go to the ship to get that all ready to, to sail and make sure the way was clear you'd heard rumors there was something kind of not great about the path near the ship and so you wanted to make sure it was ready to roll just in case just in case something went uh and you needed a little bit of a, a fast escape on the ship so you have been headed off that way and some stuff is going down all right that brings us round top left on my screen brandon Hola, uh, I'm Brandon. I'm playing Elias Eckhart, who is a uh, young half-elf uh, divination wizard who was just kind of chilling on the island with his grandma, waiting to see what fate had in mind for him. And now he's trying to save her with the help of his new strange acquaintances. Ooh, I love how you work that in. Thank you so much. And... Uh... <laughs> That goes around the horn, and we're more or less up to speed. So, let's cut to credits, and when we come back, we're going to see what happens today on Dungeons & Dragons. We'll see you in a bit.
is why Darcy is important. I'm gonna start again. I'm sorry. Thank you so much. There we go. It should be live Checking again. microphones. Check, We're check, good. Check. I almost did it again, folks. I suck. All right. <clears throat> I will start again. The party has attacked the camp of the Mage Tower Splinter Faction, led by Hudrick. The uh, kind of, let's just call him what he is. He's an asshole. And he, you attacked his shit. He attacked you. You attacked him. Words were exchanged. Blowboats were exchanged. You sank his ship. He got all mad. Um, and so now, even though you are sent by the Mage Faction, this particular Splinter Group is now trying to attack. Uh, so they've taken the grandmother hostage in an attempt to draw you out. And draw you out, it did. You now find yourselves uh, in, in the heat of battle. Uh, a large flame fire elemental burst forth from uh, Hudrick, managing to turn momentarily back on their own troop. Um, and in confusion, the, the elemental confused by the astral form of empty wisdom. Crossbowmen are and uh, crossbow people are firing arrows, uh, bolts in from all corners, hitting various people. Um, we've got uh, Isold and uh, uh, and Elias a little bit further back. Bella too. I'm oh, sorry, uh, Isold and Elias a little bit further back, and in charges. Uh, Gex and Hilda, with the help of a magical item, to bamf into the middle of the camp. Hilda drawing the attention of several guards, getting surrounded and beaten on. Um, Gex stealthily making his way quickly over to the grandmother, who's just starting to rise to her feet at the fireplace, uh, just almost right next to Hudrick. And he grabs hold of her, scoops her up in his arms, and runs off into the darkness, invisible and fleeing away from the action, trying to get her away to safety. A fireball from Elias explodes, tilting the, the tide of the battle, perhaps in your favor. All hell is breaking loose. The nighttime sky is lit up. Uh, this small kind of canyon in which, uh, or yeah, kind of canyon uh, area where you've gone to rescue the grandmother. It, the light is lighting off of trees and rocks and even little smoke cloud illuminated high in the sky. And that is the first thing that Talithar notices. Not too far away, you can hear the muffled explosion of the, of the various, um, of, of the fireball in particular is what, you can see the flickering of some lights on the far away valley on the far left. And you are on a pass, making your way down. Oh, I love the art. Thank you so much. Hold on. Let me, I don't know. Oh, I got to put that. Oh, hold that up again there, Hilda. Or Timely. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Um, <laughs> so good. So, um, Talithar, you have found that um uh hold on one sec my brain just took a little side trip as that art uh okay talithar sees the the illumination and, and blast of the fireball probably a good 
I don't know, maybe 10 minutes away off to your left, 10 or 15 minute hike uh, up and over some difficult terrain, up and over the actual peak. You have been winding your way down and around trying to get to the little dock far, uh, a little bit further north from the Smuggler's Haven, just north of, of, uh, of there, which is where Jimmy's friend's ship is in anchor under some repairs. Um, you've been listening to Jimmy's and his good friend Derek, uh, uh, who's the captain of the ship, uh, talking back and forth as you're hiking through. Balin is with you, so is Lesserin. And they've been talking about how uh, it's pretty well ready, but, uh, you know, it need to raise a crew, and there's, you know, half the crews are already out, and so getting the smuggler crews isn't going to work. So hopefully we can get enough people together we can sail in the next well i mean we're ready to sail more or less today but you know we need a crew um in the middle of this conversation you see the and there is something going on immediately to your left what do you want to do talithar oh Balls. 10 minutes hmm? do you see that my friends i just point out that is bailing the others too yeah, should I be rolling like a spot check or something for this? Or I guess uh, uh, perception sword? It's fireball at night in the mountains. Not that oh, far. Yeah, okay. like 15. It's friends? freebie. Sorry, I was just putting the sausage fireball. One of my best mates. That's one of his favorite spells. And I can see it and smell it all the way from over here. That may not be from my mate, but that might be from us or not us either way that's trouble and we need to check it out i absolutely agree jimmy's like your mate uh which one's that again you haven't met him tori he's lost somewhere ah derek's like um should i should we should we come with you i'm i'm not much of a fighter myself uh he he looks really nervous about that that that's okay i don't we should just prepare the ship. Maybe Jimmy, you and Les you take care of Lesrin. And you three look after the ship. And you know, I, I, I point over to Balin. Two of us will go check out the the occurrence and make sure nothing's wrong. Sounds yeah, great. So sounds good to me. Sounds good. Take care of yourself, says Lesrin, specifically to Balin. His massive you know, seven-foot-tall lizard folk contrasting to your dwarven stature, but he puts his hand down on your shoulder, and he kind of taps his own chest where the medallion of the dragon is hanging, and then he taps your chest, like, take care, little one. Okay. I kind of, uh, I'm probably not tall enough to grab his shoulder, maybe I grab onto his elbow and I sort of say the same thing, uh, you as well, friend. And I kind of... Yeah. See, the... the... <laughs> But what about Jimmy, the beast? Do not let Lestrin out of your sight. Of course not. I got gotcha, you, says uh, Jimmy. <laughs> Somewhat reassuringly. Um, all right. So we are going to jump in just a second. Um, ironically, we are jumping back to Gordon. Okay. Well, we're going to be hoping it over to the occurrence. No, not that oh. Gordon. Oh. Gordon Shumway? You awaken as you have many times in the dark. 
beaten, sore, your mortal wounds stitched back together with what would normally be blessed magics, but there's a taint to the, to the feel, and it leaves you feeling used. It leaves you feeling uncomfortable. You're no stranger, Rook, to being dead, but being raised again and again and again at the whims of a torturous mad being. The clerics forced to bring you back under the thrall take no joy in your return to life. Their slack eyes, their sunken skin. They're alive, but barely. Their skin is pale and they haven't been, none of you have been treated very well in this underground prison in which you have been trapped for what feels like weeks and weeks. You've been dead more times than you can remember. The first day, the fire that consumed the shop above, crackling in the background, your companion's screams echoing in the underground passageways, hunted for sport, and you turned a corner and saw these reptilian eyes and a laughing hiss and a clip-clop of weird echoing hoof sounds. The smell of sulfur in your nose. That was the most memorable time you've died beneath the remains of Garrix's shop. But it was not the last. Every day or two you're awoken your cinders coating your armor, scars on your flesh knitting back together with the bare minimum of healing and, and uh, life-bringing magic to bring you back to the surface. Sometimes you see those who you came down with. You saw Sir Islek at one point, imprisoned in a, a statue of stone. The laughing creatures that did it to him, just disappearing in the dark, just outside of vision. It's enough to make most people go mad. And now, as ever, you are thankful for your friends. In particular, now one of them rouses you. The quiet sound of a lute plucking out in the darkness. I was wondering when you'd wake up. <laughs> hey, friend. Your old bard companion from so many lives ago awakening, awakening you. What do you say? Oh, uh, 
Just the usual. Sadistic bastards. But there's a new one there. And they're a little distracted. We have a minute to talk. You can hear the shuffling of one of the strange beings go by. The guards that occasionally remember to feed you. But for the most part, it's just been neglect and death and hunting for sport. Torture and questions and hunting for sport. The guard looks like a knoll of some kind, uh, shuffling by a pale red crystal in its forehead. This is flecked with streaks of, of yellow and blue, glinting dimly in the darkness. And he walks by, apparently oblivious to the uh, voice that only you can hear. Need to find a way out of here. Yeah. I think Kat's keeping her eyes open. Hopefully. Hopefully whatever's going on is the change we need. Look alive there, friend. Well, or a reasonable facsimile thereof. <laughs> a funny angel. Things are hazy, um, but I know that we can find a way out. Just be patient. Let's just keep watch, and when we get our moment, we'll make our way out of here. Do a perception check for to me come as, back. as Rook. Oh, I don't know if you have to look up as Rook. Things. As Rook. Yeah, I mean, what level? Level nine. Oh, I didn't like. This is like a long time ago. It's funny yeah. how uh, death and resurrection. You you tend to learn a thing or two along the way. Gain a few levels well, along the way. I'm also not. I'm also trying to catch up with. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? This is all. I'm. I'm just totally messing with you, Gordon. I mean, your perception check's not going to change from leveling up, right? Like, yeah, unless you're buffing your wisdom. Uh, it will because my proficiency is higher now. Well, so that's true. Level. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you could do that math. It's not a big deal. Yeah, 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 I just needed to pull it up. Okay, I have it. Um, okay. Uh, and I have expertise, so it's actually plus two, four, eight. Okay. Did it roll? I haven't um, seen it. Oh, okay, cool. My, uh, my uh, 26. has been pretty trash lately, so I have decided to work around it uh 26 holy damn okay you definitely take stock very quickly most of the other cells in the area this is a, a rough prison type chamber um the bars some of them better fit than others down the various size little nooks and crannies off the main passage um 
It's kind of a its own dead-end tunnel off the end of one of these maze of tunnels you've discovered underneath the uh, the city of Tazrel. Um, you can hear the main knoll guard walking by, uh, and you can hear at the far end a slight um, slithering clippity-clop noise. Thank you, Phil, for that, by the way. That was a viewer suggestion. Um, <laughs> Steve knows what I'm talking about. Um, so you hear that strange sound you've heard in the hunting tunnels below uh, that indicate the presence of a snake horse combination creature that is full of nightmare. And it is, it breathes fire. Like it's all kinds of like twisted, weird nonsense. Things you have, you've seen some stuff since you've been down in these tunnels. And this is uh, definitely one of those weirder things you've noticed down here. Um, and you can hear its uh, serpentine voice speaking to someone in the dark and with 26 you make out exactly what they say yes they have been located we are ready Rodan is in place and awaits your orders and then the next voice that answers him is the one that haunts you every time things go black yet again. Good. Oh, hold on. Good. It is time we teach the meddling tower pawns a lesson. We will go together. But my lord, together? Yes. If you want something done, you'd best do it yourself. Bring up the puppets. It shall be done, my lord. There is a flurry of activity for the next couple of minutes. Um, various creatures. Uh, one of the cells opens uh, probably about 30 feet to your right on the opposite side. So you can actually get a pretty good view through the... Your, your cell is so small. It's just a... Like, you can barely lie down in it. And the, there's these rotten iron bars um, in front of you, but you can kind of poke your head a certain way and look out and you can see one of the gnolls holding this lantern um, has opened the cell on the opposite side and drags out this bedraggled hunched figure um, and begins to just drag them off down the hall and uh, yipping as it goes and uh and uh, that being is now dragged all the way down. It, at this moment, quite distracted. Um, 
is there any like keys or any anything that I could do while it's distracted to kind of figure out a way out? Um, how would you want to have tried to rescue yourself? Because you've been alive and dead, you've been let out of the cell to be in in the hunting chambers below, hunted by various minions. You've been tortured um, to death and then brought back by some of the clerics who are also likely housed in the same area those same embedded reddish crystals though there's red though uh embedded in their foreheads slack-eyed and low in hope um forced by these creatures i think that i mean there would have been a lot of observing and waiting for a moment where he like if the hunting grants are sealed off there's not much he can do to get out but if he can find a moment where he knows that he can uh, get out of his cell and make an escape, he would probably take it. He's very stealthy. He's actually yeah. very good at big time uh, rogue getting out. All big right. time rogue. So I'm gonna and, say and also has his, has his friends and um, has his abilities when it comes that he's probably been honing a bit while he's been in captivity. Um as he's becoming very familiar with death. So I'm going to say that the last time you were resurrected, your like aching body, the, the eviscerated wound where your intestines were just piling out onto the floor, still aching as the, as they just stitch you back up and the cleric brings you back and uh cat, the, the mage in your mind, the old friend of yours, um, is he whispering fervently in your wake up you damn fool quick look and she kind of slaps your face and you kind of roll over and you see this like almost like almost death himself me uh not mage cleric busy bringing you back with a res like a raised dead spell um or revivify spell and part of his uh cloak has just been just sundered and just ripped but it still has a cloak almost like old habits of an old life um and it kind of huddled it against the cold of the deep underground and you can see there's a cloak pin that's just ready to fall and so I as you that. okay do a sleight of hand check please Retro the other thing is sure and the other thing with brooke is that he does not sleep period so people like not even magically sleep so he's probably pretended to be asleep to find the right moment. Absolutely. Um, okay. Um, let's try it. Um, 23. 23 is pretty good. You quickly palm the cloak pin. And uh, it's a little cracked on one side, but and you've you've also got like the remains of a spoon they once gave you, so you can use it as a rudimentary tool for picking locks. So now, flash forward back to the knoll has gone off with this kind of cloaked figure, um, the uh, the snake-like being. You've picked up their name in all your listenings. The snake-like being known as Zephral. Speaking to the, that hideous, horrifying 
strange orb creature with the stalks and the eyes and the teeth. And you've heard their name as well. You sometimes laughing on the mouths of maddened mages muttered in the dark all around you in the cells, sometimes bellowed in allegiance by certain monsters that have been hunting you for the joy of it. The beholder known as Kathvara. Okay, and they also mentioned Zodan is in place. But Rodan. Rodan is, Rodan in, place. is in place. You haven't seen okay. them, but uh, okay. yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to use lockpicking then to, if this is my moment, to. Yeah, seems like it. Extra so go myself. ahead and okay. roll your lockpick. I do promise the rest of you will get a chance to play tonight. We're just doing a little, little cutscene. It's like a video game where you're all like, come on, come on, load already. 26. 26. Not too shabby. You're, it, you're working with rudimentary tools at best, but it's enough with the bad lock to just clicks open. You muffle the sound using your own hand and just slowly grab the hinge and rotate it enough to that point where it starts to creak and then you stop and you slip through out into the hall. Can I get you to, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, um, can I get you to do a stealth check, please? And which way do you want to go? You, the, this hall is a dead end, so you only have one way out. But then from there, it goes left or right. It sounded like they were speaking on the right side in some kind of chamber. Um, and then you do know you've come and gone from the chamber to the left at the end of the hall, uh, and there's a series of tunnels that branch out from there, some of them winding uh, down and some of them making their way up. I've gotten a, at least a fair enough lay of the land of where not to go. Like, I don't want to go to the hunting grounds. And the hunting grounds are uh, a single twist down. Although there, you have found tunnels the last time you did get far enough. There was a tunnel leading even further south from the hunting chambers. And sitting in that tunnel was this massive, and I mean massive, um, ogre-like creature that just, as you came up, it looked so bored. This is the second last time you died. And it was like practically sitting on a, well, it was a boulder, but it was like a stool against the wall, just sitting right in front of this. You tried to sneak by and its eyes snapped open. You're sure you didn't make a damn noise, but its eyes snapped open, and it cast some hold spell on you. They took you back and disemboweled you. It was bad. Um, so yeah, you could do not want to go, go further down, but you could yeah. also try to go up through the tunnels. I think I'm going to try to go up, or at least where I came back from, because okay. I think it's all like a bit of a death trap down there. It, uh, yeah. I, I I'd rather just try, try my luck uh, going up. So I'll roll stealth, and I'm going to use knowledge for the past life as well. Sure thing. One of my past lives, maybe. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, you whisper in your own ear. Yeah. 
And... 28. Oh, 34. 34. Frickin' rogues, <laughs> man. All right. 34. Wow. Okay, so... You are a ghost winding your way through these tunnels. And some of them, somewhere, and you can actually hear Angel whispering in your ear, somewhere, somewhere, you gotta connect out to the undertow underground. It's got to. Everything under here does, eventually. And you're, you're starting to make your way away from that chamber, and you slip past a few, and then you, he you look back, and you can just see in the far end, you see a glimpse of the beholder hovering in the middle of a larger chamber, the one you've avoided. You see um, the strange snake-like creature, and yet bipedal, not bipedal, quadrupedal. It's four legs, kind of an elongated body, um, and the, the rising head of the snake, like a cobra off the top. Um, and they're both leaning over. The cobra being is just making a motion you can see these little sparkles going around in a ground of chalk being drawn and you can see um that hunched figure thrust forward by the knoll and uh they they kind of reach under uh and they take something from the massive beholder which turns and you every time you see this thing you just practically hear that strange thrumming sound anytime it's really close it's just this Almost like hearing the engine of it. It's just this kind of really terrifying thing. You're not sure if it's in your head, if it's actually making sound. Um, and you're too far away to have that bother you from here. Uh, but you see the hunched figure begin to chant. And the, the, the piece of paper that they're holding that the beholder has levitated over to them begins to glow in a bright flash. And then... The whole chamber lights up with this blinding white light and then it's dark and you're just left and this single knoll begins shuffling back towards and it's quiet and you take the opportunity to turn and run in the direction of what you hope is the path back out up to the surface to safety. And that's where we're going to leave Rook for a little bit longer. Thank you, Gordon. I told you we'd be playing Go Rook again someday. Just like, call me off guard. I have no idea because we're in the middle of a fight. <laughs> well, I'm here to just, you know, mess you up yeah, as much yeah, as I can. All right, All right. Let's head back to the rest of the table. It's the middle of a battle. Um, you, you're all, uh, you're, you're winning. Let me, let me jump over to that screen. It's dark. You found yourselves in the middle of... Here, let me put that up on the screen. There we go. Um, you've managed to find your way out into this uh, kind of pass, mountain pass. And everybody is kind of ambushing in the middle, uh, right around the immediate fireplace uh, where they had been hunkered down. Ashina, who'd been trying to con her way in, basically, um, unsuccessfully, unfortunately, uh, is is right there next to the fireplace. Two guards with their uh, weapons standing right next to them. Uh, empty wisdom flanking uh, Ashina. Uh, several guards around. There's the the kind of right-hand man of Hudrick. Started with an A. Ar 
uh, Asher or something like that you remember from the inn um, is a cleric-like being who is the these spirits, these pseudo-runes are kind of flitting past you, half translucent, and every time one hits you, it just <laughs> strikes you. Spiritual Guardians is spinning up. Just, uh, you're within its radius. The monstrous, uh, massive fire elemental. Um, even though it doesn't have that much mass, they always make that sound in my head when they walk. Uh, walking towards Hudrick, who's backpedaling, be like, Obey me! Um, Hilda, you're right in behind Hudrick, sandwiched behind, beside a guy with a massive battle axe. There's crossbowmen all around, firing into the milieu. Melee? Whatever it is. Uh, meanwhile, Elias and Gex and Isold and the Grandmother, a little bit about 30, 40 feet away to the south, um, just on the edge of the past, almost ready to make your escape, but some of the crossbowmen have uh, spotted you and are flinging things in your direction um, at high speeds with pointy tips. All right, I'm going to ask everybody, um, except Talithar and Balin right now, to roll initiative. You can talk amongst yourselves as well, as though the action is ongoing. Ting, ting. Twang of bows and stuff. Figures. Yeah. Thunderous die. I should I should vamp. You're right. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything right now. Uh. Not not that verbose as a as a weird oh is spirit. But but what do we see from Damn. empty wisdom as this kind of unassuming being surrounded by this strange effect? Yeah, sure. I guess I can just like recap my whole situation because yeah, it's not bam. an obvious one. Uh, empty wisdom is. Generally, a relatively uh, plain. I guess, but it has green hair. I don't know where that's up with. I don't know. I don't know if it's a ritual thing or if it's a natural thing. Who's to say? Um, but uh, we basically see her body kind of limp, but being up into the air by. Um, her shoulders and head, which are not limp, um, white glowing eyes, spectral um, branches and limbs and uh, and bark-like protrusions uh, sort of encapsulating her. And those that extend from her shoulders and across her face, those appear to be like lifting her entire body, um, not into flight or anything, but with her feet just sort of barely tracing the ground. Just dragging along. Love it. Mm -hmm. She has just, um, as mentioned previously, reached out to this uh, elemental um, as a sign of um, like kinship with it and asked it to fight against their would-be controller and fight for them instead. And you successfully um, convinced yeah. it to not view the, the person who summoned it, at least for the time being as mm -hmm. an ally they are viewing uh, at least them hostile possibly everybody hostile I mean 
I'm not, it is, it's unclear, but uh, wisdom feels very like... As a, like, character, I've sort of been, like, thinking of empty as one character and wisdom as another, and we haven't really seen a lot of wisdom as a as a personality yet because she just kind of shows up during combat and then goes away. Um, and while I do try and throw in little bits here and there of her, like, haughty attitude, her as a person, we don't really see because she's kind of not one. Um, but in this moment, I think that, like, we see this sort of self-satisfied, not even self-satisfied, just, like, this oneness with this creature of the elements that, um... I can't think of the right word. Pride feels like the wrong word, but I'm going to use it because I can't think of a better one. This pride in being able to connect with this 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 creature of, of pure um, elements. Absolutely. Okay. So empty is trying to. Oh, sorry. Wisdom is trying to uh, maintain that, having just loosed the elemental uh, from its bonds. We're actually going to start, however. Further down, about uh, 60, 50, 60 feet away, Isold, the Hef-Elf. I'm trying to remember if you got hit by the crossbow or not, but nonetheless, you're kind of on the escape. You see Gex. Actually, you don't see Gex. You hear something scrambling past you, and you see Elias kind oh, you of don't hear leaning to... Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, um, no, there's no. no Gex. Gex isn't there. Um, th thus the little ninja icons on the map. Uh, all right, uh, so you can you see Elias about 10 feet away. Gex's musk. That's yes. what it is. You can't, right. you can't uh, stealth uh, that. Daddy, <laughs> come back! <laughs> you feel... <laughs> all right. Don't leave me! Uh, Elias is very close. So what do you want to do? Is Daddy it? or granddaddy? It's a, it's a mixture of dirt and very old spice. <laughs> well, it's something dirty Steve old spice. and I were talking about where, um, you know, I'm going to be adopted because, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little orphan, so daddy a Little orphan is old. Um, it just sounds, <laughs> little orphan is old. Uh, no, I, I didn't get hit, no, um... I, I took damage, but it was only from my. Um, That's right. My blood, right? Yeah, they've been peppering uh, which it. I... at, uh, Elias, but they managed to miss you. You've been yeah. lobbing uh, arrows at Hudrick last yeah. I remember. Yeah, and he has my brand of castigation on him, as well as. Um, yeah. All right. So. Um. I'm going to try to use D&D Beyond. It's been real funky lately. So I have downloaded a copy and I have my dice Fair enough. just in case. But I'm going to try to use um, by, by all means. this for now. It's been a yeah. little, it's been a little, what was it? Dirty Old Spice? Yeah. It's dirty so, and very I, old spice. Dirty and very, very old. old spice. I think that's going to be our product for today. There's Steve. He's also our copywriter. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to tell me there's some competition for old mice deodorant? Oh, no. <laughs> dirty and old spice. It was a product that we did have a, an ad for. 
Oh, yeah. All right. So I guess I will um, continue trying to take that thorn in my side out, Hudrick. Fair enough. Because he has tried to kill me one too many times. I don't know why. I don't care anymore why. Now I just need to get rid of him because I'm tired of looking over my shoulder. Fair enough. That's look right. at 27. 27 will to hit. hit as you like take aim with your short bow. It's short bow, right? Long bow? Uh, short bow. All right. And you angle it just yeah. up and over the heads, over the, the bushes kind of in between, and it strikes a pretty solid shot. And even though he's he's in pretty, uh, um, he's not in just robes, even though he is a mage of some kind. Yeah. Uh, and, and I do have my hex up as well. He is hexed. Nice. I don't have that marked on me, but I should. Sorry. That's okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll mark myself in a minute. I'll just do the damage for right now. Uh, so that is, yeah, another eight. So 14 total. Ooh, 14 points of damage. <laughs> Takes a arrow just in that spot near the shoulder. You know the spot. Um, just below the the collarbone that spot might have uh, to give up adventuring taking an arrow in the shoulder and he's just like ah, <laughs> ah. and he's he looks in, out into the dark trying to spot where that came from um and i'm rolling real dice tonight because i can't be oh, arsed oh, oh. to not so it is on the stream if anybody wants to see um but you won't be able to see uh, on roll 20 i'm sorry you'll just have to believe me if you don't want to watch it all right so he is going to see if he can spot you pardon he's also at a disadvantage um why is it he's got a flame monster in front of him blurring his vision to see that far oh yeah i I would accept that that's a good argument i like that uh all right with the five uh plus perception (laughs) did not seem to notice you in he's, he's trying to find you in the in the dark and in the madness of battle all right Izzel, do you got another thing or is that uh your turn i no i get another i get two uh attacks all right action. go for it and so i will try to bean him again with another got him again too oh boy wow with another 27 for six Gosh, let's see what the uh the hex dice. Oh, max. Oh no, not quite max. Sorry, I not, saw 6. Not quite. Not yeah. quite. Still not but, bad. But uh another 12. Ooh, that is a wow. decent amount Man. of damage. And he was already a little messed up, so he takes another arrow this time in the thigh. It's just like oh, damn it. Asher, put him down. You missed his and- I'm going, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I'm just basically trying to get him away from my my newfound friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to uh, kind of duck down a little, take minimal. I mean, I know it's not really, I'm up on a little bit of a ridge, so. Yeah, you've been kind of can't really get much cover, but I'm gonna try. Yeah, from here you're probably about mm, fifty feet away from like some pretty good cover back behind you, some rocks and and like little clefts in yeah. the cliff, and then beyond that the forest uh, is open to the south, but that's probably closer to like 80, 80 feet away. 
All right, that's your turn. Coming up next, yeah. Hudrick. Hudrick is pissed. Um, and he's the, this thing is turning against him that he summoned. He is just not a not having it anymore. And is just like, he's not having a good day. And casts fly on himself and begins what? to hover above. Uh, up. I'm going to cast. Oh, shit. I think I'm out of range of him, actually. No, yeah. uh, no, I moved up. Yeah, I'm going to counter spell. Is okay. that movement? Is that, does that provoke opportunity? It would provoke. It would, but there's counter spells happening, so we so, got to do this in order. Um, <laughs> what, what level are you casting counter spell? No, it's a level three, right? So it just happens. So, and Hudrick didn't upcast it. So he begins to lift off the ground, his cloak kind of billowing around him, and he be- starts to rise up and he calls out to his uh, his men, slay them all. The heretics against the mage tower deserve to burn. Thumbs back down to the ground after only gaining about a foot. Uh, so he didn't quite leave your And Elias, nice move. Okay, come and uh, he swears and instead he decides to take a step back um, next to the axe-wielding maniac who is engaged with Hilda, but he wisely doesn't quite leave Hilda's attack range, and uh, um, he's kind of pulls his cloak on like in a huff. <laughs> Fun. Uh, okay, that's his turn. Nice job, Gex. On deck. Uh, I would agree with Donnie. The fire elemental range, so the uh, fire elemental gets to attacking. Uh, he actually hasn't left the range of the fire elemental, even though he is about eight feet away from it. Uh, it's got reach. reach is such a weird mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I tried. It's like, uh, All right, coming up next. Gex and Hilda is yeah. on deck. Oh. Unmute. Um, <clears throat> what a concept. So the the you were saying a couple of these uh guys perhaps were threatening um us in this area, correct? Uh, there's some crossbow people. Uh, you have stealthily scooted over to between Isold and Elias, even though they don't know that. And the the grandmother's busy wriggling in your arms and your dress. She's actually like, I don't know if you've ever tried to hold somebody who's like, what the hell is going on? And just kind of. So I'm going to actually, it, you have a choice here, Gex. You can let her down. You've gotten this far, but she is fighting to get put on her feet right now. You can choose to hold on to her, or you're going to need to do an athletics check to keep her grappled. Well, okay, so I'm just going to try and set, I am going to try to set her down like in the safest little spot in that area. Like, Sure, she's about maybe. like, yeah, you can you can get that little bit further uh, and put her down just kind of in the yeah. nook, maybe 10 or 15 feet away from uh, away from uh, what's it called? Uh, from Elias there. You know, grand, grandson, get that one. I'll just say, I know this is a couple of seconds late coming, but my name is Gex Techford. I'm here to rescue you. And then... Uh, what's your AC? Say, uh, 17. Okay. Uh, and you don't see it coming, so I'm going to say that's got advantage. Uh, oh. She tries, but she misses as you instinctively dodge back as her hand just goes... And she looks pissed. And by the way, she as soon as you put her down, she becomes visible. Um, because of 
that you didn't up. You tried to upcast, we couldn't have. We retroactively said that. So as soon as you put her down, she is no longer invisible. Um, and yeah. she tries to slap your face hard. And she misses you, mostly because... Oh, you know what? It would have been a straight roll anyway, because you are still invisible. And she's looking kind of through you. And, and at that point, she's, like, speaking to the darkness. And she's like, You goddamn fool. What are you doing? Why? Gex? And then yep. she turns her head, and she sees Elias, and and she just—it's like when a parent turns, and you know that you've done something wrong. Elias, you are a division divination wizard. The hairs on the back of your neck all stand up at all at once. You get goosebumps. You know that Grandma is pissed at you. You don't know how you know this, but you're just like, ah, oh, shiver up the spine. Um, and that is, uh, so what do you want to do now, Gex? That was your move. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to set her down and, uh, go after the nearest one of these, uh, crossboners. Uh, you're almost, I'm going to say you're pretty much, you maybe got another 10 feet of movement, which is not enough to get right up to either one, but the one directly across, uh, the kind of. Um, not alleyway. Uh, the 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 mountain pass uh, from where you are. That one is in line of sight of you. This one. Okay. Uh, so I'll just uh, whip out my bow and shoot them. Sure. You're gonna break invisibility doing that. Just so you know. Um, oh, I'm invisible. No, I would press into the invisibility. Uh, I will. I can still uh yeah can I not dash? I can dash. You can dash as a bonus action. I will do that to become close to him. How far can I get? Can I get there? Uh the one well, just north of you is actually a little closer, but you don't have direct yeah. line of sight, so you have to go out and around these trees and rocks. Um, so, but you could dash probably, to get there, no problem. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll go out this way and then go over that way. It's probably like 30 feet of travel, give or take. Exactly. So that's your oh. dash. Move and dash. And then, uh, I will, oh, so I still have an action. I will spell him then. All right. Because that, that's meaner. That's meaner. Sure. So what yeah. are you going to... What are you going to spell him? We'll do ye old inflict wounds because that hurts. And I think I would still get a sneak attack because he can't see me, right? It's not technically a weapon. That's that's, that's one of those true. things where it should work. I'm going to I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow the house no, rule. No, don't, don't do me any wounds. favors. You just get your fingers in a real sensitive spot. It'll it'll work like a wound because I mean, sneak <laughs> attack should be like you hit a really sensitive spot. And so if you're literally using your hand to inflict wound, you should be able to poke that same sensitive spot and inflict necrotic. So I'm going to allow sneak attack on this. Like, I'm going to like, yeah, it's going to be like the right. most violent. Right in the, of the neck. Three no, it's right there. It's oh, like nice. Oh, see how that goes. Well, that's more deadly than I was imagining. I thought you were just going to poke its funny bone. No. Uh. <laughs> 
Yeah. Right in the yeah. eye holes. All right, go ahead and roll for eye hole jab. Eye sockets. So spell so nineteen is the die roll. So if that if that hits some damage, I'll just roll it on here. Actually, uh, that hits. Twelve damage. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's uh, it. Does that include sneak attack and your? What is no, it? No, not sneak attack. Sorry, let me add the sneaky attack to okay. that. That's just the spell's damage, and then the sneak attack adds another twenty. Ooh, Holy that shit. does it. Just and your fingers hit, and that would normally hurt a lot, like twelve points of damage to your ocular cavity. Just. You just fish hook them. Just, and you're big too, so you can fish Ooh. hook them and pull up. <laughs> so you just oh. and pull up, and that's bad enough. And then the necrotic goes off, and the eyes just wither into these like like six week old grapes, just <laughs> like dangling on the end of the stems. Ugh. And then your fingers just keep going, and the rot just keeps extending up into the whole skull, and the skin begins to immediately go taut, and just, you hear this, and the crossbow goes clattering to the ground, and then Gex, you just put him down, because you're pretty tall, anyway, Goliath. I'll, just, I'll, put him, I'll put him down gently. Yeah. That seems like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that seems like the nice, no, the nice there. thing to do. There, there. There, there. All right, that is your turn. Yeah. That is that is That's disgusting. He will say that. He'll put him down and go there, 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 there. You're you're okay. It's all right. <laughs> all right, Hilda, you're up next, and Elias, you're soon. So Hilda, uh, let's go take a look. You were right next to Hudrick and this big battle axe guy. You can feel the heat of the elemental approaching from your other side. What do you want to do? Ooh. Let me see. What can I possibly do? Can I like sidestep so that I am on the other, like right here? Oops, that's not the clicky mouse. That's also not the clicky mouse. Which one's the clicky mouse? <laughs> it looks like a mouse. You want the move? Uh, oh, there we go. There, you should be able to move your own icon go. as well if you want to. You can just oh. drag it, I think. Alright. I like to shift my weight. So it's sort of like I'm pivoting on one foot okay. to just move to that square. Oh yeah. And so... I'm gonna uh, And I'm going to well, I guess it's a large pivot in G squares, it's five feet. <laughs> but, uh I'm gonna take a swing at Mr. Axe Guy. The Axe Guy is just still covered in blood from the head of the friend of his that went off just a few minutes ago, and he's holding his axe, just gripping, watching you walk past him, just waiting for an opening. Uh, go ahead and make your attack. <laughs> oh. Alright. I don't think that is going to hit, but let me just double check. Does a 10 hit? <laughs> Uh, ten does not, as as he's just too ready, and as Oof. you go to swing your own weapon, it like bats at it with the haft of his uh, 
of his battle axe just kind of pivots and knocks it down uh, off to the side at the last second. I think you get more than one attack, though, yeah. if you want to take another. Gonna come back after that embarrassing clash. What's the math here? Uh, 15. Uh, 15. Unfortunately, with the chainmail that they're wearing, a 15 is not going to make it. This time it does get through his guard and then kind of glances off his side, but the chainmail shrugs it. Sorry about that. Um, you can definitely feel the You're next. I, uh, well, I get close up to his face to just say you're next. All right, nice. <laughs> Uh, and next up, I believe, is going to be... Um, okay, you hear some yells, everybody nearby. A um, couple things happen. Um, you hear some shouts nearby. And you can, you're not sure where they're coming from exactly, but there's some shouts nearby. Um, Talithar and Balin, I'm going to get you both to roll athletics for me to see how fast you can cover the... the the ground. You would be off the map currently, but I want to just see how you're doing. Depending on how you roll, might be how long it takes. I got a six, unfortunately. Oh, those dwarf legs, man, they're not having a good time keeping up. Yeah, we're both wearing full armor, too, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Nothing like a run. You're also trying to run several miles in like 12 seconds. I, I <laughs> like, kind of retconned that they, no, I know, they're not I know. that far. But it is, fun that way. It is difficult terrain and a good 10 minutes. Uh, 24. All right. Do you want oh to leave gosh. Fallon behind? Here's you should you should you uh, pick up Fallon. Yeah, maybe I'm lifting him up and helping him to kind of split we'll the split difference. But I'll also ask Bailey, like, well, I can turn stuff into not difficult terrain with mold earth as a cantrip, right? So maybe I can just kind of be smoothing things about in front of us a little bit. All right. Absolutely. Can you, um, can you fly? I can fly as well, yes. <laughs> I'm Why don't you wait? Let's do this. Clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> I, I drink my, my potion of fly. You fly. Let's go. Yeah, okay. Right on. You both can fly? That's amazing. I didn't realize that. Remember, I, I it's it's That's from Toric. Right. I got the potion of fly. Ah, Toric. You, you <laughs> uncork the bottle as you did so many times with your good old dwarven pal. And you chug back. Feels good to be near drinking with a dwarf again. You chug back your potion and you begin to lift off the ground. At which point, you get this splitting, like, headache for a second. You're like, what did you give me, Toric? And then a voice, a strained voice of your old friend pops into your head. Talithar! I don't have long. They know where you are. We're coming. Run. And then his voice fades. You can, okay. You've had this spell before. Sending. You can reply if you want to. They say, we're going to get out of here. We have the package. <laughs> and then we'll get we'll get out quick. Stay safe. And then, yeah. All right. Yeah. You chug your potion. Like and the two of you 
off into the night towards where that fireball had blasted up into the sky. Okay, cut back to the rest of the crew. Um, at that moment, a couple things happen very quickly. Uh, number one, this, um, it's one of those shots like over Hilda's shoulder. She's grimacing at the battle axe guy. And it's kind of, you can see your face, Hilda. And then behind you, you see a crossbowman step up into the firelight flickering off the elemental. And it rate and the guy, the crossbow raises their, their crossbow and takes dead aim at the back of your head, Hilda, and just gets ready. And then suddenly lifts a foot off the ground. The crossbow going into the dirt at his feet. He lifts a good foot off the ground and this large metallic wicked blade passes through the chainmail in the center of its chest from behind, sticking out into uh, into the flickering light. If you could only see this, it would look great. Um, and then <laughs> the, the scythe blade retreats and the body crumples to the ground and in the shadows and barely visible for just a second, you see this skull face shrouded in this massive hood the the cloak and tatters writhing around in the dark a weird wispy smoke coming off it as it's see-through and almost not on this plane begin to step back into the ethereal and um and it's actually uh so hilda you you hear a very, very quiet sound behind you but that was it but you see hudrick's body language change as he's been backstepping, sees the elemental, sees you, can't get away from either of you, and he turns to look at you, and his eyes then go over your shoulder past you. And there's this look of like, <gasps> what? And then you you cast a glance over your shoulder, and it's already gone by then. The crumpled body of the crossbow person in, on the ground behind you. One less enemy to worry about. Okay. Can I Meanwhile, ask if Wisdom saw that? That's like hooked into her whole thing. Um, let me check. Did I get you on here? No, empty. You're coming up soon, but not quite yet. But I will say, uh, what's your passive perception, empty? And I'm gonna say with advantage. Actually, go ahead and roll perception. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll roll that because this is like I've seen this before. I have the whole like astral sight thing going on, right? Like I have the mask of the astral self. Yeah, you um, definitely get advantage so. on this. I got a twenty-two. Ooh, that's not bad. That ain't bad at all. For the record, my perception would be nineteen if you took my passive. With twenty-two, and of course, you see if it. You Take you a passive at advantage, then you add an additional five. So it's oh, that's how that works. Twenty-four. Cool. Nice. So you you absolutely see this thing. You see the scythe blade glinting in the dark. It's about maybe forty feet away from you, um, but it's not that dark because the fire elemental. You see the scythe blade. You yeah. see the cloak half formed. You see this thing, and actually, with that perception check, you see the skull face. You've seen peripherally back in the inn but now you see it in the light of the flickering elemental you see the the sunken um, cheeks the absolutely skullish looking face there but in the forehead you see a large 
crystal, jagged as though broken off a rock, piece of quartz veined in in blue and yellow. And then it fades from view. Although, I guess if you can see Astral, you can see where it is still. There is a Reaper. I technically can't see Astral, unfortunately, but oh, we can sort of, like, yeah. you see into where it the was. aesthetic of that. Yeah. yeah. yeah you I've see as it begins to fade away from view. Um, at that exact moment as well, you... I'm going to say... Uh, Go back. Like, I just wanted to know if I saw that. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not my turn. You definitely <laughs> like, see that. Uh, I'm going to say Elias... I would, if I did, I would focus on that. Yeah. Um, Elias, you haven't acted yet. You're coming up very soon. Um, Elias, you hear something from back, like, it seems to be coming mostly from behind you down the path where you came from to the south. And you can hear this strange, like, kind of, clickety-clack sounds coming from down, uh, kind of echoing off the ridges, and you get this, I mean, your grandma's mad at you, you got that one bristling back of the neck, but you also get this really quick flash of, like, almost like a zoom-in, ultra-zoom-in of, like, a bow and, like, gnarled fingers that are skeletal pulling back on a bowstring, holding, uh, just the hand wavering, uh, magic working the bone instead of muscle. Um, you you get the glint of a, a skeletal face. Um, you also get a, a almost a flash in your mind of deep yellow bloodshot eyes observing you from somewhere around. You're not sure from where. And that is uh, now Elias's turn. Okay. Uh, do I recognize this as a thing that killed me in the inn, or...? Um, what's your passive? Uh, go ahead and roll perception, but you don't have advantage on this. Just a straight shot. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. 25. Wow. All right. So you were looking for where your grandma was and then she disappeared and you're like, where'd she go? And almost in a perfect eye line directly away, uh, behind you see the crossbow guy get just eviscerated by the scythe you see that thing that touched you when you went into the ethereal plane back in the inn. You see the reaper for just a second and then fading back into the darkness. So you know something is up. You also hear the click-clack of things echoing off around um, somewhere behind you back back this way, but still pretty far. What do you want to do, Elias? Okay. Uh, I'm going to shout at Hilda to be like, uh... You should probably get over here as soon as you can. And that's gonna ch- can I hear it? Yeah, you can absolutely hear him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Uh, and that's gonna change things up a bit. So yeah, I'm you're about sixty-five cast... feet away, but he shouted. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted you to hear. Yeah. So no more fireball. I'm just gonna cast Ray of Frost at Hudrick. All right, nice. Go ahead and uh, make the. Is wait, is that a save or a roll? I think it's a roll. It's roll ranged, uh, ranged right. magic attack, I believe. Yeah. Uh, D20. No, that's not gonna hit. 
Ooh, a five. Unfortunately not. It hits the tree branch. Um, there are some overhanging trees there. Hits a branch and deflects, and you just see the whole thing just go from, like, you know, late autumn, just coated in ice, instant winter. You know, all the all the the snow branch uh, coating all the way from where your, your uh, spell hit it all the way out to the end of the branch, but just in front of Hudrick's head. And he's like, oh... All right. Um, anything else you want to do with your turn? Uh, well, wrong one. I'm gonna move up two, like, come on. Oh, there we go. Two spaces right there. And you see Gex standing there now, um, no longer invisible. Uh, just put a body down, as though he was just encouraging somebody to go sleep. He's like five feet away from you right now. You kind of give each other a quick nod. Cool. And that's my turn. <laughs> okay. Coming up next. That was Elias. All right. Now Hudrick's men seem oblivious to any uh, other threats. Begin to go around. I'm going to start at the top. The first crossbow person uh, at the top takes aim and fires at Hilda. Uh, does a uh, 15. Hit your AC, Hilda. No. Okay, so the crossbow <laughs> deflects off your armor. Um, another crossbow, this time uh, out towards, I mean, they're, I'm going to say towards um, Ashina, but, oh, uh, no, that's pretty crowded there. Uh, towards, yeah, probably this crossbow person's going to come scrambling down the cliff a little bit, uh, trying to get a better uh, line of sight. Almost ends up exactly face to face with Gex. So it's about five feet away. It's like, oh! and just shoots from the hip, trying to shoot Gex with a crossbow. And not with a two, they're not going to. Uh, so the total of, does eight hit your AC? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, does seven hit your AC? My bad. <laughs> okay, so the crossbow just into the dirt at your feet. Uh, and he takes a step back involuntarily and cries out. Uh, the other crossbow people across the way, take care of them first. Uh, Isold, one of them takes a shot at you. Uh, does a 20 hit your AC? I believe it does. Okay, so you're going to take 10 points yeah. of piercing damage. Oh, I'll roll it. I haven't been rolling, but I'll roll it this time. Uh, oh, that's above average. I should have not rolled it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, that will be uh, nine points of piercing damage to you as a crossbow bolt hits you. Not ten. Not ten. Nine. Uh, and the other crossbow and... person is going to start to close range and uh, takes a few steps gotta... and then immediate. all you guys know about them is you just hear Ooh! and they just drop to the ground and then dragged back supernatural style just back into the bushes and you don't know where the hell they went um so even before they got the shot off all right so then we're gonna deal with the people surrounding um hilda you're face to face with battle axe boy he's gonna take a swing at you but not before he decides to sidestep so he's gonna go around you to get the flank with hudrick and is gonna attack with advantage uh, does 23 hit your AC? That will do. All right. That will do. <laughs> That'll do, Pink. That'll do. 
Um, and you're going to take 10 points of slashing damage as the axe finds its way through a, a spot in your armor, taking a chunk out of you. Uh, Hudrik. Oh, no, he's separate on this. Uh, the people surrounding Ashina and Empty Wisdom just go off. A couple of them with swords, one of them with spear, I think. Uh, so I'll just roll three times. Um, Ashina, miss. I imagine a uh, an 11 misses you, Ashina. All right. Uh, oh, that's a nat nineteen. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a hit. That's gonna be twenty three. On me. On Ashina, yeah. Yeah, that one hits. All right. Uh, that is going to oh, not much damage. Uh, it's only four points of piercing damage as you get jabbed by a spear guy. Um, empty wisdom is going to be the other one, and they attack, but they are technically they're gonna step up so they can get the flank. I know. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that you were playing with flanking. I always forget people do that. I, I still <laughs> like flanking. It's a good uh, mechanism. They do technically outnumber you, so that's the oh yeah. nat twenty. Ugh, that's good. Okay. For nine points of slashing damage from the short sword. Okay. I forgot. Great. I need you and um, actually, sorry. I need Ashina to do a quick. I believe it's what is it for spiritual? Um, yeah, wisdom. Oh, that's sorry. I misunderstood. Yeah. Spirit guardians is still up. It's a lot to track. Well, here, that's when so. you start your turn, right? Like, that yeah, I forgot yet. to do it before. Oh, actually, sorry. I don't have Ashina on here. No, she hasn't had a turn yet. She what is Ashina's uh, initiative? I missed that. Four. Okay. So I haven't missed nothing. What's, what's your what's yeah. your deck, Darcy? What's your deck? Oh, I rolled a seven. Sorry, I, it 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 rolled oh. twice because my mouse is busted and it double clicks sometimes. Okay. I'll okay. Then. Yeah. Um. So wisdom save for Ashina was fourteen, and that is actually going to save. That just barely saves. So you're going to take half damage of these. Ooh. Twelve. Uh, 17 divided by... Uh, let's go, let's round that down and call that eight points of uh, radiant damage as these kind of glowing radiant runes are circling around like swarms of bees in a circle. And a few of them impact with your side. You take eight points of radiant damage there, Ashina. Oh, empty Wisdom, you are just on the edge of that effect. Like, just. That was the intent. That is where I intended to move, yes. All right. Um, we talked about it last time. I remember that. And speaking of which, uh, Asher, the uh, the right-hand man there, is going to get his turn now. Uh, he's going to look at Empty Wisdom and uh, thinking you've got the drop and the allies with the elemental. It doesn't seem to notice that the elemental has turned yet, so it's going to go at Empty Wisdom. I need you to do a, I believe it's a dexterity saving throw, but I will double check. Oh, uh, I got something yeah. for that. That's Dex save, please. Um, can I ask what is happening first so I can... Oh, sorry. Um, the cleric with the spiritual guardians is trying to f sacred flame you. Oh, okay. Great. So I don't think... Uh, it's not an AOE. Evasion's only for AOE. Great. I'll just make a deck save. All right. 13. Okay, uh, that is just below what you needed, so you're going to take 2d8, I believe. Oh, I'm yeah. probably going down. Uh, five. 
seven points of radiant and fire damage. Great, I hit zero. Oh, oh! As as the like flames come up around me, um, uh, wisdom like looks out towards where she had seen the um, uh, specter. Let's say. Um, and with the words of the spirit, one of my features um, will whisper into the air um, a, a voice that only it can hear. You followed us here. Perhaps I could become one of you. And then the like guys will all disappear and fall off of her and just empty lands on the ground in the slump. Whoa. All right, Ashina is, oh, sorry, Empty Wisdom is down currently. Not dead mm -hmm. yet, but down. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It is now, Ash uh, oh no, it was about to be your turn too. I'm sorry. I'm aware. <laughs> um, Ashina, what do you want to do? What just happened? I want to stoop down, lay a hand upon her. Now let's see, where's it at? Spell up here. Yeah, the astral self goes away even if it only incapacitated, not just death. Okay, cool. Double check that. You got 14 hit points back, bud. Ooh. Wow, that's a lot of healing for a healing word. And you know what? Yep. I'm going to say it happened so fast, and Ashina just, like, <laughs> you you don't drop your astral. It's, it begins to fade, and then it, you're just heaved <laughs> right back up on your feet again. Okay. Or off your feet again. Okay. Yeah, like it, like it disappears, and then the, um, the healing touch, I don't know what your healing word looks like, um reinvigorates her and it just sort of like flares back up nice all right uh you do still have a bonus action if you or uh you might have something else ashina if you want you would take a bunch of a attack of opportunities if you try to leave there by regular means well actually i'm going to try a little bit of acrobatic and i'm going to try and jump over how, how tall is the guy in front of me uh, probably about five and a half feet. Now, just so you know, they, if you leave, it's the guy behind you that will definitely get a shot at you. Stand. I'm going to try and jump over to here. Okay. I would, so you won't take attacks from the two that are right near, but the one just behind you will get a swing at you as you, as you try to run away. Here, I'll roll that. I got to take that chance. I got to get the hell out of that circle. Absolutely. I mean, if you want to burn your action on it, this thing that you're narrating could be narratively what your disengage is. How, I, I can't would allow disengage. That. I don't have the ability. Everyone can disengage. Everyone can disengage. Action. It's just that ropes can do it as bonus instead well, of a full Quick question. Action. Which spell did you cast to heal uh, Empty Wisdom? It was Healing was it, Word. Was it Healing Word? Which is a bonus action. Word level three. Oh, yeah. So you still Which have your action. Which is a bonus action. action. Yeah. So you still have your action. So you can fully disengage. And that means from everybody. So you can spend your action to carefully step away, and then well, you I are feel now... like the narrative of jumping over is a great disengage. Yeah, that works, play, right? Yeah, you just leap over, 
hit the ground and just you are able to move your full movement if you want to from this spot. Well, I'll so do get, yes, I will do that then. Do you want to go directly across towards the edge? Do you want to run back the way you came? Go north? Which direction do you want to head? I want yeah, I want to try and head south. But okay. I gotta go past this guy. Oh, you yep, can when okay. you disengage, you, you can go out and around. So you get to right. probably about maybe here or so. Uh, just eyeballing it, so you were booking it away, and Empty is just surrounded by this throng yeah, of soldiers. As you leave, as you leave, um, you hear from from Wisdom. Thank you, Angel. You will not be forgotten. Nice. All right. Top of the order, except I'm gonna get Talathar and Balin to roll initiative, please. I mean, flight is not teleport, but it is a lot faster. So I just want to know when to slot you in. While they're doing that, Isold, you're up next. Uh, wait, no, I got a seven card. I don't want to go down south. I want to go up this way. How uh, far going, I think you can move your own character. How yeah. far going up? Yeah, I can. But yep. how far up towards... Um, you get another 20 feet or so from get... there. So you uh, could probably get like here. here? Yeah, uh, not quite there. Probably probably just also that you want to give that elemental a little bit of <laughs> leeway. So you probably get to about maybe here. Okay, that works. You see the crunkled form to... of the crossbow person laying on the ground in front of you. You didn't see what hit them. Maybe it was Isold with the with the bow and arrow. Hard to tell in this. Right. All I right. want line of sight with, with the asshole. Yep. Alright. <laughs> with Hudrick. Uh, Isold, it is now your turn. Oh, before Talithar, what did you roll? He oh. rolled an 18. Alright. 18 finished. Thank you. Alright, I will slot you guys in once you kind of get a little bit closer. Okay. Coming up next, Isold, you're advancing up to stand next to a, um, Elias. Elias, yeah, and I have a pretty good bead on. Well, it doesn't matter. He has brand of castigation, so I always know where he is. Yep. Um, as long as he's on this plane, and I'm just going to be like, yeah, you need to die. You need to die today. Oh, that is terrifying. <laughs> I, got, I got a situation too. That cleric just cast another spell. Yep. The spell that he's got around him dropped. Uh, no, not that kind of spell. No, that works. No. Concentration doesn't drop for that. Yeah, single use versus ongoing effect. Yeah. All right. Uh, but thanks for looking out. Keep me honest. All right. So you are firing at um, Hedrick, I believe, right? Yeah, Oof. so that is, um, unfortunately, when I got hit, I did not pass my contest. Thank you for checking that. And so my hex dropped. I don't have any more. Fair enough. So you could um, recast if you want to as a bonus before. No, you I can't. Oh, OK. I don't have any more. Ah, fair. Yeah, I only get two slots, so. They're All done. right. Well, 24 um, with your shot does hit. Hudrick's just yeah, getting so His back is to you right now. It's, 12 damage. Duck. 
Uh, right. 12 damage for that one, and then my next one... Um... Ooh, he, he, he's peppered with arrows. Do he's I have... shaking with the impact, but, you know, not... Not, uh, Just not double checking, yet. I don't have any special arrows. I do not. Okay, because this would be the moment to use one, but I don't have one. So, 17. All right, so the first arrow hits him in the back, and he turns and looks back and sees you just aiming over Gex's shoulder in la- in the in the line of sight from there and just sees you raise the bow and the arrow right towards his face just and this shield the arrow just shatters against his shield and he just grimaces and growls in your direction I just kind of look down and go hey (laughs) (laughs) fuck you All right. In good East Old Fashion. Coming up next, um, normally it would be somebody else, but hold on. In walks Gram Grams. Beatrice comes walking out of the dark, grabs Elias by the scruff of the neck, and pulls him back a half a foot, and turns to you and just slaps you in the only way that a grandma can, and just like really practiced kind of. Okay, man. Uh, but just gives you this hard slap and you look at her and she's got tears streaming down her face and she's this mix of emotion of um, she's proud and she's angry and she's sad and she's resolved and she's angry and she's afraid and she's angry and it's all coming at you. Um, And she grabs Elias by the scruff of the neck and pulls you down to her kind of uh, her level and you look at her eyes and she you expect her to yell but instead she does the whole gets real quiet thing and she looks into Elias's eyes and she just mutters boy I told you not to come for me you didn't listen you don't listen either you don't understand. It's Brunson. You fool, boy. What do you think? A divination wizard doesn't know when they're going to die? Of course I know. I am not meant to leave here. And I never was. And I wanted you to. I wanted you far away from here. And she slaps you again, and then she she kind of pulls you in close and kind of puts her head kind of into your chest, and then goes, "You fool! Thank you. You're stupid, but you're a good boy." And I'll I'll hug her back and just. Say, so I just like, you were a lot better at reading tea leaves than I was. I'm really sorry. And then just go somewhere safe, please. She kind of pulls back a little bit and uh, and lets you go and says, Well, roll the dice, boy. We'll do the best we can. 
with the time we have. And if you live through this, you fucking remember that. All he right. just nods. And that's Beatrice's turn. Uh, coming up next, Hudrick um, is just... Can I actually interrupt? Oh, yeah. So I, I didn't think of it before, but Donnie actually reminded me. Um, we want a full initiative cycle without the elemental doing anything. Oh, thank you. Yep, sure. We'll just squeeze them in right so, now. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I don't know what their initiative is this pass, but they probably should have done something last pass. They were making um, up their mind. They were having an internal conflict. Be like, Summoner? Rage. Kept me in a bottle. Don't like them. Didn't mind that person. Fair enough. Burn it all. I like it. Is what they finally settled down on. And uh, so Hudrick is standing there and just gritting their teeth in pain, some blood trickling out of the side of the face, and looks back, locks eyes with Isold, and just is like, burn you, bitch. And then this massive flame fist comes smacking Hudrick in the face as he extends his hand to cast something in your direction. Uh, And it gets interrupted by two swings of a massive burning elemental fist. Uh, the first one actually going wide and causing Hudrick to stumble back. The second one does land a scorching uh, impact upon Hudrick's chest. I'm going to need to look up. Um, thank you for reminding me, Darcy. See, this is this is good. Uh, I have a vested interest. It's the only thing I've actually done in this fight is talk to an elemental. Hey, so you know. Yeah, that's fair. Sick em, boy. I, I'm, I'm outsourcing my damage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and does 10 points of fire damage up on Hudrick's chest. It just And the coughing and sputtering on fire is just looking rough. Like as Hudrick is now, the cloak pulls off their cloak and throws it on the ground. It's smoldering as this elemental just steps in front. Um, and now it's Hudrick's turn. And Hudrick is going to be like, uh, <laughs> And just cast a different spell. And actually, you know what? I'm going to make him do an Arcana check to see if he can be that quick on his feet, as it were. Uh, 19. So he is. Uh, and he's done this before. As he looks around, surveys, things have turned and just vanishes from sight. Now we need the damn counter spell. Wait. Well, is this. Just a quick question. Is this before or after he cast shield to block Isold? Uh, this is after he cast shield. She was the top of the order. Okay. Now, your... Uh, y- this is a new turn. You do still have your reaction for this turn. Oh, yeah. Uh, counterspell for sure. Level 4. All right. This is greater... Uh, so you're going to need to roll for it. Roll your, effectively, your arcana, sort of. Uh, if you're trained in it. Yep. Yeah. 19. That'll do it. As the spell flickers and fades, and you can see Hudrick has turned and trying to turn. <laughs> he gets, like, half a step this way, <laughs> and then bamps back, and he's like, Come on! <laughs> that was dramatic enough. I want to know what the like counterspelling looks like. Yeah, yeah. When you do it, 
Eli. You've just finished oh, this he's... conversation with Grams. You turn your head, you see yeah. him. Just wipes the tears <laughs> from his eyes, and he's like, "Not now!" Like he's almost like it's like interrupting his his conversation with his grandma. <laughs> oh no, Natural, you don't. Naturally, your grandma thinks you're saying that to her, and she just that just makes her more mad. Uh, in the way that only a parent or grandparent can be like, you were talking to me like that? But you were actually talking to Hoodrick. <laughs> we know that. Graham Graham doesn't. Alright, um... I don't know, she's been Graham Graham, she's been Meemaw. I don't know, what do you call your grandma? I should ask you that. I feel like Madam. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't want anything less. <laughs> I... Now, a quick flashback to Gex being told what to color. And um, anyway, sorry, that was a different... Uh, anyway, flashback to now. Coming up next, on deck. Um, not quite yet there, Talithar, sorry. Uh, it is going to be Gex, followed by Hilda. Uh, so that guy's toast. So where is... Um... Where am I from? There is a crossbowman in front of you. There's the um, cleric with the who's basically untouched. Spells just whipping around, chewing into lots of stuff. Uh, and then yes, Hudrick is over there next to Hilda. Um, yeah, I feel like we're empty over there with three. Oh yeah, empty is surrounded and in rough shape. Yeah, I'm going to try to get to Hudrick because I can get there with my movement at a, if I run. No, um, that's totally cool, but Empty is surrounded by four people. Oh, yeah, well, maybe it would be nice of me if I Do you want to go for the ally who is literally on her knees in front of these warriors, or are you going to go for the, the thorn in your well, side? So yeah, he t he takes a step in that direction and then sees out of the corner of his eye, empty has gone down, and he's like, "Ugh, can't let that happen." So then empty bolts is over alive here. for now, but yeah, yeah. In but Gex is like, you know how he is about his friends, like so he's not going to stand for that crap. Uh, definitely going to get uh, very stabby on the closest one of the people that he can get to there. So, Absolutely. Yeah, rush over there, and I can attack twice with my dagger, so that's the plan. Sure thing. Um, mm -hmm. Which one? Go ahead and uh, place yourself next to them, or are you throwing? Uh, no, I'm going to get there. So oh, right. I'm going to grab myself. Oh, yeah, it would help if I selected the... You select must move. select additional pylons. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, there we go. Yeah, okay, and rolling... Uh, circle. One dagger. Yeah, so you would be walking into this like yeah, you don't want to spectral force. Um, it'd be very obvious, I assume. Yeah, what's it's your, visible. Yeah, right? it is visual in these glowing white okay. translucent runes. You're like, maybe don't. Obvious he would go there. Okay. <laughs> yes, more good. Uh, yeah. And because, uh, because you know this being stupid is dumb. This swords person has their blade up, ready to just stab down into empty, who's just kind of pop back up again, and you you get the drop on them. Go ahead and roll with advantage. Uh, oh, with advantage. So yeah, yeah, you're is... sneaky. 
I'm not even going to make you roll stealth. Uh, Let's see. So we'll have this 17 plus 8 plus 8 is 25, and the damage. That's a hit. Is 1d4 plus 4. So and six, sneak attack. That, and sneak attack, which is oh so many dice. What did I say? 6 plus 15, so 21. Ooh, and then yeah. the that, second. So the first the second guy. Attack. Hold on. The first guy, you just get okay. up in behind him. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm on the wrong. Uh, okay, so you get up in behind this guard, just right in the spine, give it a little twist, drops like a sack of potatoes. The sword clattering next to Empty's um, half-fallen oh. body, just done for. You get a second attack, do you? Yeah, huh? I don't get sneak attack, though. Okay. Um, one. The other one, yeah, it sees you now. You've revealed yourself. So that is... 21. That hits. And then damage is not a lot because it's so seven. Not it's bad, so though. Sneaky. Not bad. All right, so. Yep. Takes, yeah, just. Ah, and he stumbles back. The spear kind of brings it around to guard against you, but too late. The nasty gash on the side of his neck. Um, and then. It, as a as a bonus action, he'll just disengage back. Okay. He can make it all the way back. Oh, that's right. You well, go wasn't one of your attacks. <laughs> I think one of your attacks, attacks is, was a bonus action. Is a bonus action usually. So the second one. Yeah. So yeah, your second attack is actually like, your bonus action. Yeah, that's right. That counts as bonus. No, yeah. can't so just stand and go. Hey, what now? What now? <laughs> your goliath now? form ready for battle daggers all set nice coming up next we have uh hilda elias you are soon oh well i mean i just witnessed like huja kind of flicker in and flicker out <laughs> and have a little mini tantrum yep and he couldn't completely disappear and i'm just looking at him in disbelief now with like a little gash in my side from the buddy in the back there. I'm like, did you just try did you just try to disappear? We are having a fight here, sir, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take swinging. Um he raises his arms as you start talking to him, he's like, Wait, wait, wait Kill him. <laughs> your call, Hilda. Alright. So I don't think the first hit's gonna hit him. Uh, it would be a, a 15, but yes. the other one is a dirty 20. Okay, um, oh. you know what? Because it's a new round. The first shot, he just barely sidesteps. He's like, wait, wait, we can... And then the second shot just whoosh, arcing towards him, and he's like... Yeah! And sh the arcing shield glances off so it does not mm -hmm. hit. I'm sorry. Wow. Slippery All right. wizard. Slippery wizard. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, you do have a bonus and, and a can move. Talk me down. All right. Bonus. Okay. I'm going to use a plot point. He threw the shield up on the mist. Uh, that's not how it works, unfortunately. Sorry. <laughs> the shield lasts all round. Once it's been cast, he has 
21 AC for the entire rest of the round. Yeah. Yeah. It might be higher, honestly. No, it's, yeah. it's 21. I'm, I'm not yeah. afraid to tell. And this guy is looking yeah. ragged, but is just yeah. slippery, slipping out just from within, barely hanging on. Let me just head practically on a swivel looking back and forth at all the threats I'm going to cast Sanctuary nice. so that it covers a 30 foot range kind of covers Ashina too so now, that if you're you gonna have... you'd have to upcast it to I can Sanctuary upcast I think it can I don't remember. I'll have to look uh, that one up. So I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I think it's only a first level. Yeah, it doesn't have an upcast. I'm surprised. It usually would for something like yeah, that. Okay. Um, well, unfortunately, you're going to have to pick... But it doesn't have concentration, I guess, is yeah. why I didn't bother making so, the upcast version. Yeah. yeah, so it's a bonus action spell, which you just cast. You get to ward one creature... Uh, against an attack uh, within 30 feet. So would you like to use it for yourself or would you like to use it for Ashina? You have to pick one. I, I would pick it for Ashina. Cause okay. All right, I'm Ashina, still going. <laughs> you are warded against attack uh, by the magic of your dwarf paladin there as you go walking, uh, kind of scrambling through, trying to get up north. Okay, thank you. That's your turn, Hilda. Well, Ashina... Like, I'm inherently know how the spell works. Um, you get the feeling is there's this. Uh, well, but what does it look like, Hilda, when you when you call down this spell upon your friend? Good question. Uh, I'm going to say that it kind of looks like a beam of golden light. Nice. And it kind of arches and it hits you because you're just at the end of the range of the thirty feet, so. You're like, hey, when it like kind of falls down. Nice. So it's this kind and of arch, trip. just, whoosh, and where it touches oh, you, Ashina, it begins it to spread this light, this very shimmery light, golden kind of light spreads around your body and flashes for a second and then settles down. But you can still tell that it's in effect. You're not sure what exactly, but it was. You feel a sense of peace, a sense of safety radiating out around you thanks to your friend Hilda. All right. Oh, all right. What benefit does it work? Uh, anything that tries uh, to attack you has to do a wisdom save in order to continue to attack you. Otherwise, they'll be like, not you. I'll get somebody else. It's a pretty it's a pretty sick spell. It, it breaks if you make an attack. Like You yeah. have to be pacifistic to get the benefits. Yeah, you I love can that spell. feel... You would notice that. You would you would feel that it is a thin <laughs> shimmer that if you do something hostile, it will break from your side. But it will it is currently protecting you. So if you attack or cast a, a hostile spell, then it would uh, it would it, it would uh, no longer protect you. All right, coming up next. I might have to peace out, but I have to take. All right, no problem. We're going to wrap up pretty soon for tonight, I think, but not before. Um, everything's been going on. You're all, you, the tide is turning. Something's going on. Then all of a sudden, this brilliant, bright, white light 
uh, flashes. And it, it, it's so sudden. You're all just like, what was that? Um, this hugely brilliant light just whoosh, strikes out right here. Oh, it's got to be much bigger than that. Uh, it's centered there, but it's more like this. And Ashina, you are just on the edge of it as this brilliant light flashes, illuminating the whole area. Talithar and Balin are actually the first to get a great look at it as you're now just, you're almost there. You're, next round, you would be there. Uh, but you're hovering up high over the mountain pass due east from where this is. Um, in fact, I could even put you on the map at this point. But uh, not before something happens first. And this the brilliant light begins to fade and you're all rubbing your eyes with the afterglow. And in that spot, that empty spot, that, well, it was empty. Now you can see several figures. First of which um, is this massive bulbous creature with tentacle-like eye stalks sticking off at almost all angles. A large central eye gazing, baleful, uh, gazing balefully out towards you. And it, when they appeared, they were do, facing due south. But then with all the hubbub and the action going on, turns and the eye and head just snap, facing due east, looking down um towards all the action it's massive teeth and lined maw um the teeth on this thing are like as long as daggers or short swords and it's uh it's a terrifying beholder has now appeared there with the beholder you also see um a very strange creature it's like a large snake and i mean large you know almost 10, 15 feet from tail to snout. Uh, but the top of the snout extends up almost 10 feet in the air um, and because of the arching. And then these hoof-like uh, legs, these um, legs that end in hooves, almost like a horse's body, kind of a little bit elongated in the snake, um, kind of stomping on the ground, leaving these smoldering, uh, smoking circles in the dirt and the grass where it's burned the ground where it's stepped. Um, its skin is, and scales I should say, are kind of chipped and cracked in places and you can see a, a glow of fire or hot orangish red light from illuminating from within. And you see these eyes of this dark red eyes and yep. then it opens its mouth. You see the flames flickering on the inside of its mouth, standing just to the left of this beholder. We are here, master, it says. Um, a few seconds later, as, in, as your eyes begin to, not even seconds, like an instant later, you see huddled beneath these two in, and slumping, almost losing uh, uh, its footing. You see this cloaked, ragged figure hunched low, pretty short to begin with, kind of waver for a second, the spell scroll in their hand beginning to just turn to ash in front of them uh, and go away to wisp. The spell spent, the energy spent, this uh, being kind of almost falls, uh, goes to their knees, holding this wooden staff next to them. A, a, a dwarf wearing a cloak and robes just in front of this beholder has effectively teleported them in. 
Talithar. You recognize them immediately as they fall to their knees. Torig, kneeling on the ground, panting, his he- brings his head up in the firelight from the elemental. You can see the large red crystal embedded in his forehead. Even at this range, you're about 100, 120 feet away right now, flying. You just pause. You see your old friend working for the enemy. All right. <clears throat> Hardy, what do you want to do? Wow. Damn. We can use that as a stop point. We can go a little further. It's up to you. Well, I, I think Darcy has out. to leave yeah. too. Yeah. If you want to keep going, that's great. Um, but uh, I think I'm going to be jumping out. So it's funny. I was thinking I was probably going to try and like intimidate everyone around me. And uh, this all happens. And it's like, well, anything I'm going to do is not going <laughs> to. Like, it's, it's pretty pale compared to sort of maybe pitch your um, wisdom sort of slowly standing up. And as she was doing that, like, you know the one dies next to her and the other one gets stabbed and this whole thing explodes and she just kind of like serenely looks on the others uh the enemies around her and just your futile your attempts are futile flee with your <laughs> lives and it's just like this dead pan um but i'm gonna be dipping out there so no have a good night everybody thanks Hope you, you know enjoy enjoy your your flight you know what, let's go around right. the horn and see how there's almost like a moment of stillness as everyone, all the combatants, even the elementals, like, huh? As they turn to look. <laughs> um, so I'm just curious. Let's go around the horn. How do you respond to all of this? Uh, let's start with uh, Balin as you're hovering next to Talathar, 120 feet away over top of the mountain, taking this in from a distance. What are you, what are you thinking? What do you want to say? Sorry, could I just get a quick refresher on what's going on here? I've been multitasking a little bit. No problem. Um, so you just saw a beholder, a, a, a nightmare nega, and a dwarven wizard walk into a bar. I feel like that's a teleport into an ambush site. Um, you see an elemental hovering there deciding who to punch next. You see Hudrick just gr- like growling and like, toe-to-toe with Hilda. You see crossbowmen all pausing and, like, trying to assess the threats and taking a, a turn. Everybody is just like, stop and look. He doesn't know who Hudrick is. He doesn't know who Hudrick is yet. That's fair. But uh, you you know the threat and uh, from the from your friends who have been fighting these, these purple-cloaked people. Um, it's a mess down there. And a beholder and a, and a nightmare naga just appeared on the scene like right right there uh, Balin yeah, what's going through your mind and we got some kind of sorry I look up. all right well is there uh any anybody that looks like they're uh, on the verge of death here um from this range I'm gonna get you to do a perception check for me all right
Uh, looks like I got a seven. All right. Um, so unfortunately, you only have eyes for the biggest things, which are the n- spirit, uh, Nightmare Naga and the Beholder. Sorry, pal. My rolls have been terrible tonight. Yeah. The fire elemental, I imagine. Yeah, you can see the fire elemental yeah. as well. Uh, uh, someone was talking about uh, needing a counter spell earlier. Is that still uh, something that's going on? Uh, at this uh, moment, not... no, but you can ready it. That's fine. I'll let you crack that off with a, as a ready action type thing later. I mean, if I'm noticing a net near me surveying... Um, you know what? Actually, if I could maybe use uh, animate objects, we're in a forest, right? Maybe I could uh, animate yeah. some trees or some Absolutely. rocks perhaps to help us fight. Absolutely. So go ahead and you cast that spell and identify some tree-ish allies, some rocks. You crack that off and... Uh, I believe you wouldn't be able to do it right next to where everything's going on, but you can get it ready so that your uh, inanimate objects can go and cause havoc next round. Yeah, yeah, I could make like flying rocks or have the trees walk around or something or what, whatever you're uh, you're okay with. But I think I'd like to try to find uh, one lar- one huge sized creature if I could, and then do one medium sized creature. That should use my uh, my limit there. Absolutely. So uh, you you can pick. Yeah, let's go with some of the trees nearby. That's going to be the easiest. Um, so really big tree and uh, uh, a bunch of rocks, a pile of rocks that identifies as okay. I'm going to need a name, Internet, for a pile of rocks. Because that's how I roll. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne. <laughs> Dwar- like yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Nice. I like it. Um Rock lobster. Uh, All right. um, I accept Dwayne Johnson, the pile of rocks, and I need a name for the large tree creature. I'm going to write these down. (laughs) Because if we do pause. Stumpy. Stumpy. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Stumpy and Dwayne Johnson. And the pile of rocks is the big one, or the tree is the big one. You get to decide there, uh, Matt. I think it makes more sense for the tree to be the uh, the huge size creature. All right, Stumpy is big. All right, cool. And uh, that is your turn. Uh, and you can also use your move to get a little closer. So you're now only ninety feet away. Okay, cool. Uh, Talathar, you've been hovering nearby, and you take this all, and you get a moment of pause as you recognize your your friend. What do you want to do? Um. I mean, I, I'm probably focused on Torig as opposed uh, to my other dwarf companion, but I will say, if you can, dispel the magic affecting my friend, and I point at the dwarf among them, and I'm going to like, I don't know if we're continuing this, but I'm going to fly in. All right, so you can double move, uh, do a dash, and then your move, and you get to go 60 feet, I believe, is a flight, is flight? Flight. What is the speed? It's on my flight? move speed. It's my move speed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so um, but I, I would want to cast something as I'm going in. Like, I don't want to just use up all my. Oh, actually, uh, uh, yeah. It's a speed of sixty feet for for the duration. Okay. So you can actually get a hundred and twenty feet this round if you're going to burn uh, action and move. You Dang. could be in the mix. I don't want to 
I don't want to use up my my action. Um, okay, you can get uh, thir- uh, sixty feet then. So you're sixty feet away, just on the edge. I'm just looking for your character. There, you're up there somewhere. All right, that's about sixty feet, and uh, uh, Balin is a little bit behind you, back there. I don't know if you can see yourselves on the edge of the map there, but you are yeah, on I can the board. See. Cool. Okay. And you're at about 60 guess... feet in the air. Maybe 40 feet in the air. Oh, I think his internet just died. Or he just fell asleep. I can't tell which. <laughs> it looks like he's sleeping, yeah. Narcolepsy. <laughs> My old nemesis. <laughs> oh, there he goes. He's back. I'm back. Did I crack up? Okay. Um, I mean, I'm I'm too far away to really be able to until the next round. So. All right. I mean, if you're going to lose the action anyway, do you want to spend the the action to dash and you'll be able to get in closer? Uh, The problem then is that I become a big target, right? So let me just see. The paladin and plate mail should be the big target. He should be the big target, but he should be the big target when he's doing something. Let's one second. Oh, come on. Three point land it. Three point landing. <laughs> like, land like Captain America on yeah. your knee, Cap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm actually going to. You know what? That's fine. I'm going to I'm going to use my my dash. Can I do a dashing attack, though? Um, I'll tell you what, I will let you do like a push attack at the end of a dash, unless you have the charger feet. Okay, I don't have the charger feet, so I'll just do kind of a, I mean, I don't even know if, how, if I can push a beholder, but I would go right up, right up against, uh, oh, the stand. Yeah. I knew I should have oh. looked up that icon. Uh, all right, let me just look up an icon here for a minute. <laughs> didn't place them yet. Uh, all right, so you go rocketing down, uh, and you slam the ground. That is an itty bitty beholder. That is not that small. I just one second. It's it's, it's one of those little ones, just little geezers. Oh, it's a little one. No, no, no problem. Uh, no, this is a big one, a big and terrifying monster. Um, and you, you know what? It's just cool, even if it's a little. No, you can get right up. I'm gonna say you can get almost to it between it and your friend how's that sound sure like i'm probably gonna be something like this so nice yeah and then and and i'm gonna yell at everyone including hudrick and the others to like i'm just gonna yell at all face the real foes turn and fight them I'm going to get you, for free, do a persuasion check for me. Everyone else has been stunned silence. Then the paladin literally comes flying in, (laughs) lands next to his old friend, kind of tries to pull him to his feet a little bit, and just points his sword at the beholder and shouts out to everybody. Go ahead and roll persuasion. Not so good, 11. Okay. Um, Just give me advantage. I was actually about to say that. 
I, I, okay. I, was, I literally, I, I feel like people will later be like, nah. I, you have advantage because that was that's a sick move coming in, flying, and landing. <laughs> <laughs> the dice are like, nope. Still 11. Back to back right. threes. There's back nothing I can do. Not, nothing I can do. There it is. Yep. That's, <laughs> that was supposed to be. Your voice cracks, and in the presence of this terrifying beast, and you can just, you say that and you raise a sword and everyone's just still kind of shocked. And the beholder looks down at you. Matt, you need a naga as well. <laughs> That's, it seems very amused. All right. Um, coming up next. Uh, oh, I forgot where I left off. Is this a new round? Is that what this is? No. That was Talithar... Gex. I think it's me. No. Oh, no. Sorry. Elias. Elias. I don't remember. We paused because, you know, <laughs> monsters bamfed in. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to turn around to Grandma. Yep. 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 You need to place a Naga as well, I believe. Oh, I do. Thank you for reminding me. Um, so what do you want to do, Elias? Uh, I'm going to turn around to Grandma and just pick get out of here, use the mansion door, whatever you can, just go. I have to stay here. We'll figure it out. And wherever you go, tell, alert everyone you know you have connections that there's a beholder here. Please. And she's, she looks at you and says, that's a great idea, boy. And she reaches out and like takes your hand in hers. Uh, what and what? What are you intending to do after you talk to her? I'm just curious. As you look back towards uh, the nasty pile of stuff, I was gonna stay and ready a spell. Uh, which spell are you readying? I'm just curious. Or you don't have to tell me if you don't want to. You can you can be mysterious. It was gonna be firewall or wall of fire. Nice. All huh. right. So, Oh, that's um, a giant nug. If you want to let it go now, you feel the crackle of magical energy gathering around you, and it takes you half a second to realize, yeah, that's not your energy. Um, and the grandma pulls your hand hard downwards and grabs your shoulder with your her other free hand, finishing the spell, and <laughs> she bamps out, taking you with her. Oh. And she looks oh. at you and she says, All right, boy. Let's test our fate then. Together. And she bamps you out of there. Uh, as you are fading away, you have a chance to throw up that spell if you want to. It's, you're going to be leaving it behind you. Can you pick a spot where you want it to be? Go ahead and draw it on the map. As you are literally... <sighs> and you just want to leave something behind to help your friends. Isold was standing right uh, next to you. Gex and yeah, Empty they're... Wisdom in the middle of it right there. Um, they're all within range of your spell. Yeah, there's not. I wouldn't be able to pull it off because I was going to ready once people moved. So I had to um, save for... Well, you know this about that spell. Um, if you cast it, it's one-sided and it'll push mm. enemies away. So if you if you wanted to, you could have it dive 
right between something like that if you want to. You would know that that would be possible. And it wouldn't affect your friends. Yeah. If I'm a real dick, I'd make Empty Wisdom do a deck save. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm just going to hold it. Okay. Like, I don't think he would cast it at that point. Sure. So you and your grandmother bamf away. What? 500 feet. So you're off the map. You're you're definitely Oh, that I did not mean to hit that button. <laughs> I guess that's a mission success. Yep. <laughs> Grandma and Elias safely away. Right? I'll just put you right in the corner. You go sit in the corner. You think about what you did. Okay. That's your turn, Elias. Coming up next. Hudrick's men are just like uh, uh, and I'm gonna do a roll against 11. Um, I tried to give you advantage. You're even a member of the Mage Tower. You, like, by all rights, that should have worked. So I'm going to give them disadvantage on their roll. Or actually, it'll be if they need to roll under 11, but they have disadvantage to do it. To just see what those Hudricky guys do. Okay. I rolled. Oh, it's not quite on the screen there. I rolled a 10 and a 3. And Asher, the the cleric who's maintaining that spell, looks at you all and kind of finds their voice and calls out, <coughs> Two arms, man! The beasts! Eight Talithar! They know you. You've chatted with them in the bar. And uh, is going to cast a spiritual weapon and casts a uh, a spear that hovers next to the beholder and tries to attack the beholder. And it, it misses, but it kind of shakes the men out of their, um, their stupor. Uh, the, they all... <clears throat> Begin. Oops, sorry. Don't do that. Uh, they all begin to turn and uh, try to take up positions, but they are outnumbered and outmatched. Uh, they begrudgingly turn their backs on the people they were just fighting. Uh, these two are actually going to run up and try to attack the Naga as best they can. Uh, that one of them actually might hit. Uh, yeah, doing uh, seven points of damage. Nice. All right. Nice. Uh, the other one's just kind of harrying it, keeping it busy. All right. Uh, the remaining crossbow people who have not been picked off, um, this one comes running forward, turns towards that, and raises their crossbow to valiantly fight alongside you. And then um, before they get a chance to do anything, um, yeah, they freeze solid. Just this blast of ice good 10, 15 feet long in, an, in a conish arc blasts out of the woods and encases them, literally freezing them solid where they stand um, and outsteps an, uh, an oni from the woods where it's been hunting you guys one at a time. I don't have another picture, so I'm just going to use this one. Steps. It's not in a suit, but a large ogre type creature 
uh, except much better dressed, uh, steps out of the woods right there, uh, having just frozen that one to, to um, uh, in mid-step, looks towards the beholder and calls out, Yes, welcome, master. And you now have met Rodan. And the, the Naga says, Help us more, you lumbering oaf. Rodan. And the two of them kind of snarl at each other. And um, uh, the beholder says, Do not argue. Feast on the ones <laughs> first. Did you hear what he said or no? There was a I lot of the train sound effect button at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, the, the beholder steps forward and just is like, Do not argue amongst yourselves. <laughs> Feed on the men and women. Feed on them all. And the two, uh, the Naga and the Oni kind of shake their heads instead of glaring at each other, turn and look at the rest of you instead. Okay, uh, I think that's everybody. Did I get everybody? Oh, this crossbow guy. Um, he's standing next to Izzled, and he wets himself, and he turns to Izzled, and he's he just... He's, you were just in a battle with this guy, and he's like, What do we, what do, we do? Oh, just run, you idiot. <laughs> and he turns and just flees. Um, and I'm just going to roll to see which direction he runs. Yep. He runs off towards the north, <laughs> running past the fire elemental. And he gets like just past the fire elemental. He's like, oh, 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 just running. And the fire elemental looks as this guy goes running past him. He's like, <laughs> and it hits him. Um,. I didn't roll that well, so the, he manages to just dodge with a three and two. Uh, dodge out of the way, he's like, ah, and just keeps on running, double dash, and he gets to about there. And the battle axe guy, who's been toe-to-toe -to -toe with Hilda, looks at Hilda and he's like, later, we'll settle this. And he turns and goes running forward um, to stupidly or bravely attack the beholder. Uh... <laughs> And he's going to do so uh, recklessly. Uh, and probably misses. Yep, misses. The axe hits the thick hide, but doesn't pierce it. Just this... You see the line where it hit it, but it doesn't. it's not enough to draw blood. And the beholder looks over at him and is like... <laughs> okay, that's all of them coming up next. Uh, let's get to at least to the bottom, then we'll decide whether we want to keep going. Uh, Balin, followed by Empty Wisdom, and Ashina. Balin, what do you want to do? Okay, uh, so I was 90 feet away before, right? Yeah, and you can do 60 so I'm feet, feet around. Now? You're actually yeah. 60 feet away. Uh, yeah, you, it was, you went 60 before, so now you can do another 60 and get pretty much anywhere, um, yeah, yeah, you can get right up to where Talithar went, basically. 
Okay. Or uh, anywhere else, if you want to. So yeah, the range on my animate object spell is 120 feet. So I I assume I tried to animate some objects closer to the battle area. So maybe those guys can attack this turn. Absolutely. So uh, go ahead and just roll d20s for me. Roll two of them. Oops. Hold on. Trying to get this. Come on. Sorry. That's so not what the big creature is an 18 and the medium creature is 14. All right. I'm just going to. And it up. looks like uh, the medium creature is a plus five to hit. Huge creature is a plus eight to hit. All right. So there's your tree and it's literally going to animate from behind. Uh, you want to attack the Naga or the Beholder? Uh, I think I'm going for the Beholder. As as a dwarf who's lived underground, I'm well aware of these uh, what these things can do. Maybe have a bit of a grudge against them. Probably play a role in the uh, and you know initial what? destruction of Ilifarn. I'm going to say it's got advantage on the attack. So you can just roll one more. Uh, roll can, we, can we pause at some point here for just like a couple of minutes? Absolutely. Sorry, we powered right on through because I knew Darcy was going to go. But yeah, absolutely. Yes, they've gone now. So yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, eighteen still the better roll to hit. All right, uh, that is just enough. Go ahead and roll the damage. Uh, that would be a 12. Nice. All right. Um, surprisingly, the beholder has been looking really confident and then a tree punches him in the, in the, in the back. Um, so there we go. Nice job. Uh, it thumps him and it looks angry and that's, that's what you did. That's what you done did. And you can travel, uh, where do you want to land or are you going to stay flying? Uh, I would like to stay flying. I think. Good call. Um, I'm just checking if it takes an action to command my creatures here. I'm just going to put a flag icon on you to remind me that you are flying high. It's a bonus action to command my creatures, so I can still do a normal attack. Alright, where do you want to land, and uh, what do you want to do? So I'd like to hover if I can. Um... Maybe try to get uh, uh, back here somewhere behind where the Beholder is. That's going to be... Basically, you can go as far as Talithar is right on the edge. So you can't get behind. Okay. Um, I'd I'd just like to get within 30 feet of the Beholder. I'll uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, put my character somewhere you think would be a a smart tactic. There you go. You're not the front line. There's a couple of armored guards in front of you. Um, there, the Oni is fairly close, but other than that, like a good 15 feet away. Uh, so there you go. Boom. You land right there or you, you hover right there rather at 30 feet. Uh, how far up? Sorry. Uh, probably 30 feet in the air. Sure. All right. Sounds good. That's your turn. Coming up next. We have, uh, empty. I don't wisdom. get an attack. Oh yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was thinking I might try to cast a catapult here as a second level spell. Nice. Uh, so that would be... You pick up one of the rocks you animated and fling it where? 
It's just you levitate uh, the Dwayne the, jo- the Rock Johnson and throw him at which one? I'm just saying that for flavor. I I'd be throwing it at the beholder. All right, thunk. Uh, make your attack roll, please. Uh, so I think he gets a it? dexterity oh, save for right, right, half right. damage. All right, go ahead, roll your damage while I'm looking up the dex save on this bad boy. Uh... Okay, he made it, so he gets half damage as the rock thumps into it. Okay, and I'm throwing a a 10-pound rock at him because that's the heaviest thing I can throw, and it should do 48 here. Nice. So 17. 17 points of wow uh and half of that though right uh all right there we go thank you very much all right coming up next um we're just going to get to the bottom of this then we'll take a little break and we'll assess whether we want to keep going or not uh empty wisdom empties barely hang on just clamors to their feet now that they're not surrounded kind of uh, and it's actually mostly empty. It's flickering back and forth between wisdom and empty. Um, the, and kind of gets to their feet with the help of Gex. Kind of the old uh, pulled up to their feet. And then uh, gives a nod. It's like, I'm not much good here. And and begins to uh, uh, run back. And because they're a monk, they can go real far. So they get pretty far away from the, the mix. Uh, and wish... Gex luck. Uh, and next up, Ashina. That circle that you drew, I'm on the outskirts of. Oh, yes. What that is, is that? that was the teleport in. It actually be, it has now faded. Oh, okay. So it's nothing that's going to damage me. No. And you've got that thin little gold shimmer around you of protection from Hilda still. How do I detect how far I am to something else? Um, there is a little measure tool if you want. You're currently about 10, 15 feet from the beholder. Give me, give me the distance to um, Hilda. Uh, to Hilda? You are 30 feet. Good. there i don't have to disengage right nope uh you were fine you were actually out of the range of everything actually one of the guys with a big battle axe went right past you and your eyes looked at you for a second then just right off of you as it ran into hit the beholder um you're right up there next to hilda what do you want to do i'm and- going to place cure wounds on her all right Ooh. Oh, thanks. Damn, that's that a high-level cast. I am, well, I, I only lost 20, so uh, back to full health. Hilda levitates well, off the ground. You're going to need health better than me, because I'm getting hell out of dodge. And <laughs> you say I, that, I and, and Hudrick is right there, too, and he's like, you got any of that for me? <laughs> oh, you All right. My help to you. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well deserved. All right. Um, that's your that turn. That was my movement, my action. Yeah, you have a bonus still. 
I am preparing another spell for the next round. Cool. You can let me know what it is then. All right, Ashina, that is the bottom of the order. And with that, we're going to pause um, and jump back into uh, just us hanging out. We're going to take a break in a sec. Um, or do we want to stop the game here? What are you guys feeling? We can come back next week, next Tuesday, and pick up where we left off. I'm probably going to have to jump off now. So. Okay. I stayed a little bit longer because it was just so riveting. You threw in that beholder just suddenly. Things things <laughs> got a little a little hot there. A little, a little oh. spicy. It's a little spicy. Take a, take a short break. Come back. I have an end, uh, a bonus action, right? I, word yep. from our sponsor. Uh, you I can't can cast a, another major spell, though. Just a cantrip. No, it's not a major. It's a cantrip. Oh. Uh, wait a minute. Where's that? can't do it. I all right. Th- yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, all right. Myself. So thanks for joining us, Hilda. Uh, oh, sorry, Timely. Uh, I'm so used to calling everybody by the You all have different names. Uh, so we're going to take a little break for the rest of us. We'll come back, find out the name of the episode. Those who want to press on a little bit more, we can. Uh, but let's take a little break. Internet, thanks for sticking with us. We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes. And uh, uh, don't forget, you can always make suggestions uh, for names, uh, places, uh, mistakes, um, all, all kinds of nonsense you can get up to with us. So thanks very much for joining us. We're going to take a break. See you in a few. Interweebs, we're coming back. Here we come. Everybody, we are on. Hello, hello, and welcome back. We pick up right where we left off. There is a giant beholder. Um, there is a naga horse creature. There is an oni giant standing there 10 feet tall and like terrifying um and all these ragtag humans who were bad there's a wild elemental loose in the camp um there's all this going on and we come back at the top of the order we're gonna get circle back to Izzel when when Bella's back um we're gonna start at the top Talithar that is Gordon Oh, I think something went funky with my monkey. Hold on. There it is. With my cameras, it went a little funny there. But okay, Gordon. What does Talithar do? Okay. Um, oh, this is, a, this is a, a tough one. I'm either going to be using fear or blinding smite, but I see all these eyes, and I feel like I just want to blind this guy. <laughs> so he's going to... Bonus action, blinding smite, hit, uh, blinding smite his his sword. So he just kind of like has his sword, and you just see this like bright white light as he just is kind of like saying word, and it's just a radiant light just kind of envelops his long sword. He, he then has his shield up, and he's going to attack the beholder. All right, to make attacks. your rolls. Okay. Uh... Twenty-six is the first hit. That's a is hit. That, hit? I assume. that is a hit. Okay. So let's do the damage. It's uh, a very powerful ooh, an extra hit. 3D8. Okay. 
So he does on the Aqua Sun. So he does eight plus seven. And he ooh that's and he rolls an extra three D eight for the radiant damage. Nice. Eleven, so he does nineteen damage on the first hit. And the at 19 damage, and the target must roll, succeed in a con save throw, will be blinded. Which I. <laughs> um, <laughs> one second. I have to figure something out real fast. How many hit points it has? Okay. It is currently facing in an arc. It had been eyeballing Ashina. And it is facing in that direction right now. Just gonna point that out. Uh, how do I do this? I don't know. I don't know. We're we're gonna say that it's facing towards Ashina. I know that looks a little funny. Uh, and so Talithar, it's not facing in your direction. So it does work. Your sword does glow, and you smack it. And you cause it to uh, get that damage. How much damage was it again? 19. 19. Nice. Whew. And right. it is... Has to roll a con save? Uh, the... Let me look this up real quick. Hold, uh, hold on, hold on. I gotta look this up real fast. Um, okay, so it doesn't get much on its con save. So that's oh, going to be a 16. Sure. Does a 16 beat your DC? My DC is a 16. Ah, oh, meets tie. It it does manage to save. I'm going to say okay. that three of the stocks blink closed on your side and then immediately open again. You're just like, okay. Yeah. Sorry, pal. Oh uh, my God. No problem. I'm going to roll for my second attack. Yeah, go for it. Ooh, only 11. Miss. No, dice that. That's it for me. All right. Yeah. Coming up next. Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. Uh, Gex. Oh, actually, it's Hudrick's turn. Sorry, one second. Then it's Gex. Gex, you're on deck. Um, Hudrick is going to <clears throat> grit his teeth look at the rest of you and be like well I hope your luck holds snaps his fingers disappears again casting invisibility on himself do I not go before Hudrick? Uh, you do sorry I didn't see you uh, okay he, this is happening as you're there what do you want to do Bella or Isild uh, I have my brand on him, so yeah, it's, <laughs> it's I heard Talithar, but no, man, I'm, I'm attacking Hudrick because I want that bastard dead. All right. He's tried to kill me too many times and I don't know why. Okay. I mean, so. you guys did sink his boat. I'm, I'm, that that seems to be the thing he he's attacked about. us first. Yeah, that's true. He's he's not a nice guy. 
<laughs> I mean. All right, make your roll. He's roll holding 19. on to a beef. He oh attacked us first. <laughs> okay, so he, this is as he is getting ready to cast invisibility. You see him begin to make those motions. This is fairly simultaneous. You pull back your bow and Eight. mother. You release the arrow. goes flying at him. And he's just out of the corner of his eye. He just sees it. He goes, shield as a reaction. Boom. First shot shatters against the shield. And he's like, come on. (laughs) Um, You still have another attack, though. Go ahead. Yeah. His AC is currently Uh, 21. No. Second shot shatters off of that. And he looks at you, and then he grits his teeth, and then he goes invisible. And right. can I, uh, am I within 60 feet of him? Uh, let me check. Let me check. Yes. Yes, you are. You're about 35 feet away. Can I cast Counterspell? You absolutely can. Uh, this is just a regular old invisibility, so it's uh, level two, so it just, boom, spell goes away. Yeah. And he's like... Come on! He's so <laughs> livid right now. Oh, that is delicious. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, thank you. Uh, so next up will be Gex. The power of spite. So uh, Gex will behold the beholder. Pull out of his chest pocket the conjure elemental gem which he was given by somebody at some point and um, it was a wedding present activate the charge nice all right so where um where i believe it was a water elemental if i remember correctly or was it fire Mm. do you remember it it says red oh what is it oh If it's red, then it is a fire elemental. So that makes my job easier. Because if you have one fire elemental, you need two. Okay. So I will cast it kind of in uh, in in this area here, in the mid, in or more like, yeah, in the middle of all them, and command it to attack the beholder. All right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you to roll a uh, just a dexterity attack just to see how well you aim this. Because you literally take this thing, give it a kiss, and then throw it, and it explodes on impact. What's my dex bonus is four? So it comes off as 19. Oh, yeah, lands exactly where you want, right in between them all. Um, uh, if Is that a good positioning there? Or what do you think? Sure. All right. Yeah. Okay, so that is... Uh, Rotate <laughs> There you go. There's a second elemental on the field. Oh my goodness. This is ridiculous. Okay. Oh, my, my DM brain is breaking. <laughs> as, uh, as, as a bonus action, I'm going to hide. Fair enough. <laughs> Some, everyone just sees this <laughs> elemental leap out of this shattered crystal, and you look back, and Gex ain't there no more. Um, all right. Go ahead and roll a stealth check. I don't know where he's going to hide yet, but see there is brush kind of towards the oni kind of just past where balin is hovering uh you yeah. could go back towards isold 
so 27 is the damn total. Okay. Nice. All right, you are well hidden. Hilda's turn. Uh, Hilda is healing up with Ashina. Um, I'm not going to make a major decision on Hilda's behalf. Hilda's going to go around Ashina and stand in front and post up, getting ready to attack, and is just looking at the whole slew of critters over there. And then Hilda, having taken the time to look around, points, and you can see uh, a massive wall of skeletons. Grab skeleton. Uh, a bunch of them. Uh, not, not, nope. Nope, hold on. I just gotta grab some skellies here. Why can... Why... Okay, yeah. Oh, here we go. I can do it this way. One second. Alright. Uh, there's a whole bunch of skeletons are just walking forward out of the woods, kind of on all sides, uh, as uh, you can now hear, and she calls out. She's like, Look out! And the Oni has is muttering in this this kind of necromatic pulse of purple energy is uh, radiating out from the Oni as a bunch of skeletons come walking out of the forest. Uh, that's probably enough for now and kind of on most sides. So you've definitely got some little skellies to worry about. Oh, this crossbow guy right there starts uh, getting in, a t in an argument with one of them, shoving back and forth. Uh, and uh, kind of fighting over his own crossbow with it. All right, um, that's going to be Hilda's turn. Next up. <laughs> okay. Um, the Beholder turns its head in an arc, and as it turns this way, past the tree, um, ignoring all the other enemies, looking towards the tree and the elemental... Um, Actually, just the tree suddenly stops moving and just is a tree again. The magic that was animating that tree no longer in effect. All right, uh, the beholder's other eye stalks swivel in multiple directions and it's going to do three eye rays. First one. Aw, oh, shit. Uh, okay. Hey, there's six of you. Perfect. Oh, no, seven, eight. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll tell you what. Um, I'll roll the D8 over here. Donnie. Is Donnie there still? I don't. Yeah, I'm here. All right, Donnie, I need you to do a dexterity saving throw. Oh, wait, hold on. Wisdom save on behalf no. of the... Con uh, no, yours is dex, but the beholder tries to target you with a wisdom save of 17. I'm going to say that beats Hilda's save, so it does successfully target you. That thin little gold protection just shatters as one of the eyes targets you. How did you do on your deck, deck save? Was an, only a nine. You add, uh, you add uh, Hilda's proficiency oh, yeah. to your saving Plus four. Uh, uh, charisma modifier. 
Yeah, so, 13. Add, so okay. 13 is still not enough. You're going to take 55 points of necrotic damage. I'm dead. As it dead, unleashes dead. a death ray. That's what it's actually called. One of the eye stalks on its back just flares and locks eyes with the Sheena and drops like a sack. All right, Unless next. Unless Rainbow does something in place. Not yet. Um, and Hilda, another eye, twitches towards her and this bluish blue light goes pulsing at her. And this hypnotic, and her eyes, she kind of glints in the, in the locks eyes with it for a second. And she crumple uh, on her behalf. I'll do a save. It is a wisdom saving throw. Natural 20. She's just like, shrugs off whatever that effect was going to be. Okay, and the last final one. Okay. Um, the final one is going to target... Talathar. Actually, hold on. I'll roll. One, two. Uh, yeah, I'll roll for it. Um, all right. I'm going to say this one also targets Hilda and picks her up. She immediately just lifts off her feet, flipping half upside down, and is just flung off into the branches in the far side with a telekine telekinetic shove that just send her just off into the brush. All right, that is the Beholder's turn. It is now Torig's turn. Torig, barely holding on, looks up at Talithar and goes, I'm sorry, friend. I'm trying. Um and casts Earthen Grasp. Uh, Talithar, do a strength saving throw, please. As a massive earthen hand reaches up right next to you uh, and tries to grab you. Twenty-four. Twenty-four, and misses you as you do a quick dive, dodge, dip, dodge, and dive, uh, and get out of the way. It is still there, and and uh, Torig's Torig looks rough now that you see him up close. Dwarven complexion aside, is hollow. He looks exhausted, and I mean that quite literally. Um, it looks like it's been like he's got blood pour, like dried blood in his ears. Like he looks like he's. He's actually a little bit damaged, um, but he he looks at you and then that it, with pity and sore, and then he's like, "I'm sorry." And then the red gem flares with this little glint of light, and his eyes kind of glaze over for a second, and he's like, "Oh, okay." Um, and he gets to his feet. Okay, that is those guys, and now the Naga. Actually, since I'm here, the Oni's gonna actually do something first. Uh, sure. The Oni is going to go running 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Um, actually, yeah, it's going to go up. 
and over, just stepping into the wind, flying, just up off the ground, and goes to tackle Balin, uh, the dwarf who's flying right there. So uh, it's going to do an attack on you, Balin. Melee attack. He gets two of them. Uh, I got 18 AC. Uh, 23, and... Oh, that one's cocked. I'll roll it again. Uh, and a two, so one of them hits, and that's going to do... Balin is flying at 30 feet. And so is the Oni. It can just oh, he's only flying too damn. Yeah, the Oni can just be like, go flying after him, this massive ogre-looking thing, just ogre mage flying. Oh, I tried to help you. It's in the <laughs> air. It's like dwarf on Oni, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Know tackle. Okay. The claws. Wow. Uh, you take seven, sorry, eight points of slashing damage uh, from its one successful claw attack there, Balin. All right. Okay. Uh, now it is the Naga's and uh, uh, it's going to, uh, yeah, it's going to cast a spell on number five. Balin, I need you to do a constitution saving throw, please. That would be a nat 20. Whoa! Uh, 23 in normal. So you're going to take half of this, which is probably good. Um, so, uh, uh, that's going to be 32 points of damage. I'm just doing the, uh, but you take half of that. So you take 16 points of necrotic damage as it targets you. The snake's head pivots towards the flying dwarf and is like, hey, that one was mine. It says more to the Oni than to you. Uh, and then it targets you with blight and you just feel all the moisture in your body just <laughs> drain away. Um, and, but you shrug off the worst of the effects, so you take 16 points of necrotic damage. All right, that's the that thing's turn. And last of the Bedis uh, is old. Um, where'd it go? Hold on, gotta find it. Sorry, too many things. Too many. Uh, is old. You get a half a second's warning. I want to ask you a question. You see bone white out of the corner of your eye and instinctively start to look. Do you want to look? Or do you want to avert your gaze? It will be for the whole turn, though. Your call. I'm going to let the dice decide. <laughs> Evens, I look. Odds, I don't. I look. All right. So you turn and you see appearing in front of you, almost as though it was just at the dead body of the of the, of the crossbowman in front of you, uh, leaning over. It's now standing up and it looks towards you. And you lock eyes for a second, and I need you to do a a constitution saving throw. This is not one you want to bork. Wow. No pressure. Uh, nope. Too bad. I... I would like to I point didn't. out, you are so so lucky 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so you got a nine. You needed yeah. a 13, so you did not successfully save. However, really bad things happen if you fail by five or more. So oh. you failed by so four. So only pseudo bad things it's, are going to happen. It's bad, but it's not that bad. You take 16 points of necrotic damage as this thing looks at you and you lock eyes with it and you're just like, and it beckons towards you and you're like, nope. And you feel your soul leave your body for a second, and then you heave it back in, taking uh, uh, 16 points of necrotic damage, but you are okay. From here on out, if you choose to, you can actively choose to avert your eyes, anybody who wants to, but you're okay for now. Okay, so the Reaper is in play, and that is its turn. Next up, it is... Uh, where was I? Oh yeah, Elias's turn. Uh, I'm going to say, actually, just, I was going to give you, well, I don't know. You bamf to an outcropping not too far away. Um, you're still pretty far. You can still see down there, just barely, mostly because of the flickering elementals. So, Elias, you can see at this distance, uh, your grandmother's next to you, and she just lets go of your hand. She's like, I, I didn't know what else to do. Eli is just in a bit of uh, inner turmoil right now. He doesn't know how to process what's going on. He just kind of looks on at the light, the flickering lights going on, and looks back at his grandma. And he's just kind of at a loss for words. I'm supposed to die tonight, boy. I was trying to spare you that. Maybe not. Maybe all this time. I put so much stock in the, the fates and reading it, but what do you think? We can go back. Make a stand with those damn fools and gecks, or we could we could go. The choice is yours, boy. I'm gonna flip for it. Um, yeah, he's going to take out a piece of, uh, gold and just says, well, if fate's the, the hot topic of the day, let's see what it wants us to do. Nice. Because I read it wrong. Well, a gold piece or something. No, I mean you. <laughs> oh, I was just going to roll a d4. Sorry. Yeah, that'll work. Odds we can do that. Head. Yeah. All right. So odds I'm staying, odds I'm staying, evens I'm going. I'm gone. Go back with Grandma. All right. You turn. You take her hand, and you both begin to descend down the mountain, the other pass, heading towards back home. Or are you going to head to the Smuggler's Den? Where are you going to go? Uh, definitely to the Smuggler's Den to alert them. Because okay. even though I'm not going back to help, I'm like I'm still. There's some trouble brewing. Like people need to know. Fair enough. All right, so you start heading back towards the smuggler's den. The wise route. Perhaps. Okay. Coming up next, Hudrick and friends. Um, 
Okay, hold on. I will also trust the dice here. D4. Evens odds. And it was a one odds. All right. So that uh, Asher, the uh, the cleric there with the with the the knowledge cleric with the runes zipping past, calling out, attack the abominations, and raises up the spiritual weapon, and uh, it's going to make an attack of the spiritual weapon. Is about to do that, and then boom. The fire elemental just down strikes on him, hits him solidly, doing 2d8 damage. Oh! Okay, takes a hit, burning, falls to his knees, but is still alive. Okay, um, Asher's still in the mix, but definitely heard in. All right, that was nine points. Okay, cool. All right, next up. Uh, the the various soldiers take swings. I'm going to try to do this as quick as I can. The two who are base to base with Naga, uh, one of them hits doing uh, oh, 10 points of damage to the Naga. That ain't that ain't nothing. That ain't nothing at all. Um, the battle axe guy just tries to go at the beholder, chopping off, trying to chop off some stocks there. Uh, does get one hit, and that's a Dual-handed battle axe, so that's a d10. Uh, all right, so that's 12 points of damage on the beholder. As this, the double-headed axe guy that used to be toe-to-toe with Hilda's just tearing into it. Um, all right, that's not nothing. All right, uh, I'm probably missing some. A uh, couple of the... Are there any crossbow people left? There are two, so they fight uh, some of the skeletons, and I'm just going to hand wave. It's minion on minion. Boom. And boom. Uh, however, the two skeletons who just got there are going to try to... Oh, got a nat 20. So that guy drops. Uh, so the first crossbow guy gets overwhelmed by these two skeletons. And uh, uh, that's that. Okay, that I believe is all of Hudrick's men, except Hudrick himself. Um, <laughs> We've done 39 damage to the boulder. Yep. Uh, 49, because the uh, Forty the battle axe guy just smacked him for 10. Um, okay. Cool. Hudrick is looking back and forth, and I'm going to get Hudrick to do what is effectively a composure test. Not good with a 3. Hudrick, Hudrick is showing his colors and decides to... None of this has been working. He casts expeditious retreat on himself and goes to run away and the elemental gets an, uh, a free strike on him so it does oh that's only one sec that's only 14 and so it misses as smashes the ground takes a swing uh, and misses as Hudrick runs very quickly north as fast as he can and pretty much almost off the map he's he's able to do a lot this turn 60 feet I guess range might matter here so ah! as I drop out of the game let me jump back in there uh, alright so coming up next as the DM stops playing with himself uh, Balin's turn 
followed by Empty and Ashina. Ashina is down, by the way. Okay. Oh, there's a lot I can do here. You are toe-to-toe um, with an opening. Um, I, I think maybe I'll get uh, get my flying rocks to attack the beholder, and then I'm going to shoot probably... Uh, I think Earth and Grasp at uh, Hudrick, who's trying to run away. <laughs> nice. Uh, you will probably... What's the range on uh, Earth and Grasp? I believe it's 120. Uh, oh, no. 30 feet plus 5 feet per something. Okay. Either way, I have 60 feet of move, so I can catch up with him. Uh, the Oni if will get break, a swing at you. The though. Oni will get a swipe at you. You can't leave him. Well, yeah, you can if you want much. to. It's highly not recommended to do that. You can do what you want. You can, though, if you want. It's up to you. What do you want to do, Matt? Sorry, I'm just reading the spell real quick here. No problem. Uh, you are currently somewhere around 85 feet away from Hudrick. So if you move 30, that'll put him to 55 feet. Oh, no, you're flying. You have 60 feet of movement. So you can get within 30 feet of him. You can get to 25 feet if you want to risk the attack of opportunity from that Oni. Uh, you know what? Sure, why not? I'll risk it. I'm wearing armor. All right. I'm feeling I'm feeling lucky. Uh, does 21 hit your AC? It does indeed. All right. You're going to take eight points of slashing damage. All right. And you are able to move. So you move in a beeline towards him. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, that, 60 I got feet away guy. from this dangerous creature and uh, 60 feet closer to uh, the guy we're trying to uh, capture. Yeah, that's, that's probably not a bad thing. Uh, yeah, you're just within 30 feet of him. Beautiful. All right. Uh, that'll be an earthen grasp then. I have an earthen so grasp. So I get a strength save against a DC 14, it looks like. Okay, sure thing. Let's see how this goes. The mage is doing a strength save. Oh, roll the two. So he is locked in place as this. This hand just uh, describe how your earthen hand gets a hold of Hudrick. I kind of maybe like the idea that I can see the path he's running and it kind of just shoots up just in front of him and, and, and you know, grabs him by the leg. Nice. And he tries to go running past it. Do you want it to cause damage? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, I think it can do 2d6, so go ahead and roll it. Yeah, 2d6. Only a four. Matt, how do you want to do this? I don't usually say that, but it's against Hudrick. He had two hit points. 
Oh, sweet. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I wanted to kind of summon it right in front of him. So uh, let's say as he's running towards it, and just shoots up out of the ground and grabs his leg. Maximilian's earthen clothesline. His head cracks into a rock on the ground or something. And I he's love just... it. Love it. Thanks oh. the nuts off him. <laughs> I mean, I could do that too, yeah. And he's, he's <laughs> running because it's... He's doing like extra speed because of expedi expeditious retreat. So it's just like boom, <laughs> and he is down and dying. Oh boy, that is hilarious. Okay, all right. Thank you. I think that's my first kill too. That is that is absolutely worth it. Okay, coming up next. <clears throat> Empty Wisdom is looking uh, pretty rough. Is going to... Um, you know what? I think Empty Wisdom's going to run back and get side-by-side side with Izzled and try to cover your eyes, Izzled, with their hand and then um, do some monk shit, I believe is what they call it, and, uh, and is going to... Um, uh, do patient defense probably I think that'll be it uh, I don't want to speak for Darcy's character alright Ashina I need you to do a death save please don't even know if it's a death save needed um I think Ashina's dead I um, mean 55 yeah well necrotic. well I had 28 hit points so you're not beyond half. So yeah, do a death save for me. Okay, I'll go for it. Uh, just roll a d20. I don't, I don't to... Okay. That means I gotta go over You gotta get better than 10, or it's a failure. You get three of these, in theory. Uh, just hit that, I guess. That's a success. 13. All right, so you are still... Right. Still breathing. One can, success. Can Rainbow do something? What do you have in mind? That which I had spoken to you about. Um, yeah. Okay. What do you want? You go ahead and describe it, though. Your little I think fairy she would, dragon. She would actually try to do the casting, knowing that I'm unconscious. Now they remind me what it is you're trying to cast. I'm sorry. Teleport me to the Feywild. Oh right. Um, sure, absolutely. Let's do that. So, um, so you're fallen and your your breathing is getting real ragged, and the little creature that was nuzzled in in your bosom there, uh, that you saved and it saved you, kind of nuzzles in trying to trying to wake you up and then realizing you're not responding crawls up towards uh away out of your kind of cloak there and up towards your face and and just tries licking your chin and there's no response and then it it looks around takes in how dangerous this territory is and And starts singing this this high pitched whine of a song. 
and the the dirt and the rocks around you begin to just levitate a little bit off the ground. Uh, these pebbles in a circle around you and the fairy dragon, very localized, and the little singing rises up to a higher pitch, and it begins and it begins to resonate in the whole area. I'm because uh, I'm just going to get you to roll a d20, and I'm going to get you to add four to it. You're rolling on behalf of the fairy dragon to see how well it can cast this spell. 15. 15. The rocks around you, one by one, hitting the ground, making this rhythmic thumping in line with the singing of the fairy dragon. It's perched on you. It's little tiny rainbow scaled tail wrapped around your fallen arm, just trying to nuzzle in this little wings, trying to flap to lift you off the ground, but you're, you're a little bit too heavy and it's just kind of pulling up and the, it rises to a crescendo. And with the final rock, it hits the ground and then the fairy dragon stays still arced for a second and then comes down and nuzzles in its head right up next to your throat. And it sings that last note. And underneath you, in the middle of the circle, the ground opens up. And you fall through. And this the dirt and the rocks close up around. And it's like you were never there. This almost perfect circle of stones surrounding where you were fallen. And Ashina has left this world. For now. All right. We can keep going. Or we can stop for the night. It's getting a bit late. I think we're going to have to stop there. I think we got to stop there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much, everybody, for playing. Thank you so much. Um, I think, I think, uh, I think we all know probably uh, Donnie's going to have to join us in a different game. So thanks very much, Donnie. I hope that went the way you'd hoped. It, it was definitely dramatic. That was that was intense. All right. Um, well, yeah. At least, at least, uh, Rainbow Folk came through for me. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for, to everybody for playing tonight. Um, we'll be back here again on Tuesday. Uh, we do need an episode name. So, internet or players, uh, what do you think? What should we name tonight's episode? This was uh, this was all broke loose. All help. Either that or that was fucked. <laughs> that was fucked. Or I was right. How, how about cluster uh, fluck? Gex. <laughs> Grabs grandma. <laughs> no. Internet. Wow. Um, those the... of you joining us, you're welcome to help us name our episode right now. Uh, Instagram. Uh, welcome to the to the fold. Thanks for rolling with us. Um, and uh, I, I... Uh, actually, you know what's funny? It's funny you mentioned that because when I when I put this into Cobalt Fight Club, because I always want to know, like. How dangerous is this? Um, I looked it up, and at the bottom, you probably can't, 
you probably can't see that, but at the very bottom, it'll say uh, difficulty deadly, but then it'll say what it feels like. And so when I first started, I started putting stuff in, it said, um, feels like a moderately deadly encounter. And then I was like, okay, what about um, this? And so I added a bit more. And as I added what I had planned, it began to be like, feels extremely deadly. And then finally it just says, I don't know if you can see that. It's super blurry. It just says, oh, feels what? <laughs> I, can't, I can't see it. I couldn't see it either. Uh, I mean, yeah. seeing all those legendary creatures on the battlefield, that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, there were some pretty fun moments with the Oni flying up to tackle the flying dwarf. Talathar, like, freaking thawing his way into the middle of all of that. Get them. That was fun. How many, how many characters are left there? One, two. Not very many of us. Four. There. That's enough. Four. <laughs> Ashina's gone. Five, Elias there. is gone. I think I see six. Empty is barely here. Oh, that's right. She's with you, so that's seven people. Yeah. And I it could be done. We just like if you focus fire, if we focus fire, <laughs> we've done in the forties of damage already on the main one. So I've like, lost some of my major power though. Because I have no, no more it, you don't even yeah, I'm super low on magic. But I mean, if you focus fire, like we've we've done probably about close to around a quarter of the damage in just one round. I have all my hit points. Actually, I still have all my fourth it level spells. I don't. We'll be fine. We'll hey, be Hilda's, fine. TPK Hilda baby isn't on the screen right now, but she is off She's in the woods fine. to wherever it, it got yeeted her, and she was full health. Yeah, Hilda's fine. Sir, someone else is going to show up soon. It's fine. It's fine. We're all fine here. All fine here. We're all fine. It'll be fine. All right. Well, we'll find out next week. Uh, that'll be Tuesday. Please join us on Tuesday if you like this. Uh, don't forget to hit the button with the subscribe. We do have an ad coming up, Steve, so we'll, we'll cut to that in just a second. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you like our stuff, please follow. And to those listening on podcasts, I believe it was Michigan. Keep on kicking it in the dick. Oh, I was supposed to blurt that out. <laughs> I hit the button, but I didn't do it. <laughs> you know what, Michigan? I think that's how you roll anyway. Kick it in the dick. Um, uh, happy to see you downloading the stuff. So please keep that up and uh, hit the like and the follow and say hey. And thanks, everybody, for joining us at the table. I got to say, it's been fun throwing the the like classic epic monsters at you guys. Um I honestly thought it would it would just steamroll you, but you made some choices. You made some choices. All right, so we'll see where this goes next week. All right. I didn't that, have a hell of a choice. <laughs> but you made some choices about uh, whether to keep fighting all the enemies or focus fire, and you kind of almost chose both. Almost. No, actually, I went over to help uh, Hilda. That's right. You, oh, that's right. You did to decide choose. to take the path of peace. Well, sort of. I, and, yeah, I didn't get a chance to choose. Yeah. And the next thing I know, I'm dead. It's well, like, okay. That's the way it goes sometimes. I mean, you you could have gone after Hudrick, but you chose to save your friend instead. That is a choice. So, 
Thank you very much. Uh, I think that's the admirable choice. It is. Gex did the same, and then uh, Isold and uh, uh, and uh, uh, and I did not. (laughs) Did not, and that was an epic clothesline. Wow. All right, we're out. Have a great night, everybody. And now, a word from our non-sponsor. Take it away. Well, this week's uh, sponsor is especially requested by the by the DM. So, uh, we, we've we've had we've had a lot of companies sponsor us more than once. So, this is a a, a company we've heard from before with with a new product so is is your skin cracked like leather feeling the passage of time tough in your exterior like the hide left in the tanning rack for far too long maybe you just like clint eastwood movies way too much you've trusted your old mice deodorant for years it's gotten you through tough times first dates business meetings summer camp voyages at sea trial by combat years in prison filled with torture and death now you're free. You're ready to get back into the dating game, and you've met a special lady. Let's call her Beatrice. Beatrice. You, you want to make a good impression. Choose very old spice. Barrel aged for 23 years at 11,000 feet in elevation, our special blend of herbs, spices, rendered beaver fat, spruce tip oil, and birch bark will make you feel like you've earned everything you have. Like it you deserve like to be there. And nothing can stop you from taking what's yours. Grandma never stood a chance. Very old spice. 
<laughs> thank you. Sorry, I punched the microphone. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Join us next time for more strange acquaintances. Bye-bye.